Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Bill Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Sizing, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Friday morning, a feel good football Friday. It is Super Wild Card Weekend. There's some really good matchups. There's some not so interesting matchups. Hopefully, we get great games throughout Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. The Dallas Cowboys are playing. That gets everybody fired up. You got this zero-degree game on Peacock between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. It gets kicked off with Joe Flacco trying to go on another Super Bowl run, this time with the Cleveland Browns taking on the upstart Texans. So we've got lots of storylines. The coaching carousel continues to swirl and go round and round, and we're going to have a fun one today on this Feel Good Football Friday. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Hey, good morning, G. And, you know, what I'm wondering is... Is really which one of these underdogs on the road in the NFL is going to be able to pull off an upset? And I, I I've been trying to find it. I'm, I'm trying to find the team now. There's one team who I do think at home may be able to pull off an upset because I do believe that they are underdogs, and that would be the Houston Texans. Mm. I mean, they are an interesting team. They're a young team, a lot of a uh, lot of energy on that team. A lot of positive energy coming from their head coach, uh, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, love the way that C.J. Stroud has bounced back from his injury. Yeah. And you can see that that team uh, has got, like, I-, I don't know, it's just like a youthful exuberance about it and doesn't even realize what it's doing and getting in the middle, of, uh, getting themselves in the middle of. I'll tell you the one I like more than that. Can I guess? Sure, go ahead. Can I? I think you like the Rams. Yeah, you got it. That is the one. I, I love the Browns in that game against the Texans. Uh, I may end up betting them. I, I like them that much. And I, I have to, there, there's certain things, though. They, they, this doesn't happen to you in football because you've been doing this for so long and you played in the league. I get a, a, emotional, uh, emotional spot. You know emotional what I'm saying? Emotional spot. I get okay. emotional spot because. There are two teams that I want to see win desperately on wild card weekend. 
And I don't want my emotions to get in the way of my logic when it comes to these and making you want the picks. two teams. All right, so can uh, the two teams that you want to win? Yeah. I'm going to say the Rams. Yep, you got it. Because I hate the Lions, NFC North. I can't stand them. The fact that they're having success makes me ill. So I want them out as soon as possible. And yeah. I'm going to say the Buccaneers. No, it's not. No, it's not the Buccaneers. It's not the Packers, is it? No, it's not the pack. No, the I Dolphin, hate the pack. And then your Dolphins. My Dolphins, yes, okay. that's right. <laughs> my, 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 has Dolphins. Your Dolphins. I just figured that you you probably jumped off the Dolphin bandwagon no, no, given no. all the injuries that they have. No, because I, I still love Mike McDaniel. I still really like Tua and that offense. I still enjoy that team a lot. Uh, but this obviously is a horrendous spot that they are in. And I, I have grown to really, really dislike the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, all the respect in the world to him. I'm not knocking him in any way. You can't. Guy's the best player in the league. He might end up being the best quarterback that we've ever seen. But that team I've had enough of. I've had enough of Taylor Swift and Kelsey and all that nonsense. enough of Taylor Swift. I can't stand I mean, come it. On, They're getting man. engaged now, which I told you was going to happen. They're they were, getting engaged? I didn't know Apparently, this, this was when a did report. This uh, yesterday is a report that they're going to have a... Oh, uh, man, they're uh, going to the Super Bowl. They're planning a summer engagement or something. They are going to the Super Bowl. I'm done with that team. Yeah. I've had it. Okay. Uh, the way that, uh, even though I like Mahomes, the way that he acted after that Bills game and the, the disrespect to he Josh was emotional. Out, I want I want them out. I've had it. Done. And and for everybody, it's got the Dolphins dead, which I understand why. If they went in there in zero degrees and won and beat the Chiefs and sent them packing, uh, that would be awesome. That would so be great. You know, what's going to be interesting is that Taylor Swift will be at this game zero degrees. Uh, she'll be behind the glass, though, in a suite, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the people at Peacock are praying to God that she's coming. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. They, about- want, they want some new subscribers. Yeah, but I feel like we saw that 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 effect on the games where the the Swifty fans that were watching games just to see her kind of dipped. Like that was a, a boost in the beginning, and yeah, then they stopped caring. Yeah, but this is the thing. Now we're in the playoffs, man. And with word of the pending nuptials. Yeah. Wow. So I want to see them out. I want to see them done. Um, I'm tired of all of that, and it would be nice to see. Uh, Miami move on, and they're just, by the way, you know, the Chiefs offense is not the exciting Chiefs offense that it used to no, be. But the problem with the Miami Dolphins is that, you know, they're, they're decimated most, with injury. Yeah, and the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, like they, they have Melvin Ingram out there. Did you see him? He looks like a swollen tick. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, mean he to... looks like he, you know, he hasn't played football in a while, but I mean, they had him covering. Uh, one of the tight ends last week, and I mean, he was trailing by three yards. Yeah, I mean, and they lost. I mean, they lost so many guys. So the guy that filled in for Jalen Phillips when he tore his Achilles, uh, Van Ginkle, he was playing great. He got hurt. You know, Bradley Chubb was their biggest pass rusher. He got hurt. Well, Jalen Phillips got hurt on Black uh, Friday. Yep, that's right, against the Jets. I mean, so they, they've got a million. I, I don't know if, I guess, Xavier Howard's going to be out. I'm not positive about that. But on the offense, though, they're getting healthy because both Waddle and Mostert will be back. So that is a huge deal for oh, them on offense. It is going to be freezing yeah. cold on Saturday night. That's right. And two has never played in a game below 30 degrees. So this is going to be a lot colder than 30 degrees. Uh, it'll be fascinating. It really will be uh, for those who want to pay $6 for it. It's going to be so cold that I actually saw on the secondary market. You may want to check this out. I'm, a, I'm assuming this is I'm assuming that it's true that sec, some secondary market tickets at Arrowhead were going for $55 or less. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah. I mean, what was the coldest game you played in? Uh, I want to say it was up in Buffalo uh, in 1993. And I want to say it was the second to last game of the season. And I think it, it was definitely minus degrees. Yeah, the windshield may have been like minus 25. Yeah. That is crazy. That, that minus was game. 25. I think so. Al, can you uh, check that? It was a game in which uh, Kerry Blanchard, if I remember, missed three field goals. And he had a chance to kick the game winner at the end. And he missed it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's hard. For, I mean, it's hard for kickers, man. I mean, they're over there on the sideline. They got the nice heaters on. They got those leg warmers on. Everything's great. And then they go out on the field. And I mean, it is brutally freezing. The balls are harder than rocks. Right. And the wind is blowing. And if he would have made one of three field goals, I think we would have won the game and Oof. gone on to the playoffs. But you don't blame him. Conditions. No, it's right? not that I'm blaming him. I'm just saying I, the, the conditions in which we were playing them were ridiculous. It yeah. was uh, wind chill minus 12, nine degrees at start. Okay. There yeah. you go. Pretty what bad. Was the score of the game? Uh, 16 14. Oof. Mm. Uh, and, and Al, look at that secondary market stuff because I'm getting distracted and I can't do two things at once where I'm trying to pay attention to what Boomer's saying and look this up. This morning, I'm having a tough time multitasking. And I didn't even realize that this happened yesterday twice to you. I was talking to you. I was asking questions. And the people on the other side of the glass, as they say, uh, were talking to you while I was trying to talk to you during our show. Yeah. And I think the guys on the other side of the glass forgot that we were actually doing a show and having a conversation. Yeah, it happens from time to time, yeah. It seems to happen a lot more lately. I don't know what that is. I think that's just... I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I think it's... Depends on how that, energetic Eddie is. If he's in like a spry mood or into it, he's he's in the ear the whole time. And sometimes there's days where he's dragging a little bit more. You don't hear from him as much. You know, I think you would be in a spry mood today had the Miami Dolphins held on to either the one or the two seed. Oh, I yeah. think he is now... Uh, in a state of reality where he knows that going into Kansas City is not going to be easy for Tua. Is that a clear, uh, uh, an accurate description of where you are, Eddie? Correct. Right. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. See that? I know the people I work with. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame any Dolphins fan for being negative going into this game, uh, especially with their recent history. It's not like this is a team that you can always count on uh, winning the big game when you want them to. And, uh, you know, they did face two of the better teams in the AFC the last couple of weeks and lost to them both. Uh, one, they got blown out, and the other one was a close game, obviously, against the Bills, but they still lost it at home for a right to, to get that home playoff game in the two seed. So that, that was that was rough. And I'm involved in a NFL playoff survivor pool situation. Oh, are you? And I took the Chiefs. Classic hedge. You know, win, emotional win. head spot. It's a win-win. The Chiefs, yeah, hundred percent. And I actually I believe that. that the Dolphins like have that at all. the Chiefs for me are the guaranteed win of the week. What are you talking about? The Buffalo Bills, they're the guaranteed win of the week. You think the Steelers with Mason Rudolph are going to go up to Buffalo with where they're playing and be able to do anything in that game, with, especially without TJ Watt on their defense? I don't, but I think that if there is one lock. It's it's the Chiefs in that weather with a hundred injuries. <laughs> Not on offense. Not on offense. They're gonna go. They're gonna score it's, some points. It's zero degrees. I don't care. Zero degrees for both teams. Tons of tickets in the upper level for fifty bucks. Yeah, there you go. The so. Lower level. You can sit in the one hundred level behind the Chiefs 
for about 150, 160. That ain't bad. That's not bad. I mean, not you want to go to a playoff game. You want to oh, go yeah. to an NFL playoff game. You have to go in freezing cold weather, of course. But, you know, you got to bundle up and you got to get out there and you got to root your team on. And, and for a reasonable price. Yeah. I mean, I would not. I, I, I couldn't do it. I could not sit there in that type of weather without moving. You know, I mean, it, you can be somewhere and move around in cold weather and be okay for a while if you're active. If you're just standing there, sitting there in that type of weather for that many hours, it's just not, it's not healthy. Well, you know what you got to get? You got to get one of those heated vests. Yeah, you've talked about those. Yeah. Those things are awesome. And by the way, uh, I don't want to bring you down because I know yesterday you were a little bit down and then all of a sudden Drew Barrymore brought you to like a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And and the, the second half of the show is great. Yeah. Because you were all into it and everything else. And you were really excited to talk to Drew. Yeah. Um, I did find out a little bit of bad news. You probably already know it. And uh, I felt like we should talk about it today because uh, you are such a huge Dua Lipa fan. That's right. Uh, did you see who she's dating? Yeah, some actor. Uh, what is it with these? The Callum these something. Actors? Callum Turner, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a little bit better about this than the last one because the last one was like he was a, a 41-year-old hairy guy who was giving me hope. You know, this guy is is younger, attractive, great shape. But the, the fact that she was with a 41-year-old hairy guy, I was like, man, I was like, you know, it was getting me, getting me excited. And supposedly they're mad about each other. That's what, yeah, that's a page six thing. We'll All see. right, well, I'm She just... showed up at, like, his movie premiere, and they were dancing together, and everybody was excited about it. So what are you going to do? I mean, really. I, I well, what am I supposed to but do? But, like, you know how the Swifties get behind Taylor when she's going through these relationships and these breakups? And yeah, yeah, and she yeah. she writes a million songs mm-hmm. about how the guy sucks and the whole thing. <laughs> yep. I'm just wondering, uh, the way that they get themselves involved in her relationships, do you feel the same way about Dua Lipa? No, what, I don't, what are Dua Lipa fans known as? Is there? Do you guys have a, a moniker or anything? No, no, no. I, I don't believe so. No. Um, Leapers. <laughs> I, I, she's been like, Trevor Noah. She was with didn't like that. It's a couple dates. Jack Harlow. Uh, I know people like him. I didn't like that one. Uh, the forty-one-year-old Harry French director. You know, it, 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 although I didn't a love 41-year-old it. Forty-one-year-old Harry French director. French, so you are into it. So you are into. I keep like, tabs on personal it, yeah. life, much like say Fliegelman is on Taylor Swift. Oh. A personal. I want to know what's going on. Well, plus when you 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 know you follow him on Instagram, you see the stuff. It's out there. This guy I don't know a ton about. You know, so I'll have to I'll have to figure it out, and then you know maybe I'll ask her some questions when we have her in studio about this guy. Well, I'll find out some stuff about him that, so I could disparage that's the her. guy. Yeah, I guess that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy right there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What is hmm? What do you mean? Hmm? Yeah. I'm- what? I don't know. If I were you, I'd be like, what are you doing? Really? Yeah, I think... I well, think when I saw Ariana Grande's boyfriend, I was like, what are you doing? That guy, because he, he... I don't know. He, I don't even know. He looks like that guy, Alfred E. Newman from the Mad Magazine. That's what he looks like. But this maybe, guy... Maybe he has a good personality. So then... <laughs> and then this guy, uh, this guy a little bit better than that, I guess. But whatever. I mean, you know... Like, you know. You, you say you don't want to drag me down on a feel-good football Friday and no, drop down in the open. I know, I know. I'm sorry. And, and, and our buddy that. Dimitri sends it to me. 50,000 people on social media send oh. it to me. It's amazing. I mean, Dimitri sent it to you? He did, yeah. Immediately. And it's funny because you call him page six. He sent me the page six article. But it really is. It's ama- I'm happy that people think of me in these situations. But 
the the times that I hear from people both in my life and on social media is when they know that I am upset about something. That's when I hear from them the most is, oh, the Vikings lost a horrible game. Woo-hoo! I wonder what's going on over there. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. uh, Dua Lipa's uh, dating some schmuck face. Woo! We'll see what's going on in there in Sayville. So everybody wants, to, everybody wants to just go after you when there's something negative and they know they can get under your skin. Yeah, that's what they do, you know. Oh, there's horrible traffic on the LIE. Woo! I wonder what Gio's doing. You stuck in that? Loser! <laughs> so trust me, I knew about this immediately when it happened. It was, I mean, I, I was getting tweets like... I. TMZ put the story out. I was getting tweets like 20 seconds after that because I looked at the TMZ article and it was like 30 seconds ago posted. Like someone's just like, boom, tag. There's, ah! there's Geo. Right. <laughs> you thought January sucked so far? There's another one. Um, I, I, let me ask you another one then. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, Dua Lipa or any of that stuff. How many tweets did you get when you found out that the Yankees signed oh, Mark? That was Stroman? another one. Yeah, <laughs> that was another one. Oh, Gio's thrilled about this. Well, you're not a Yankee fan. I'm not, but the fact that he is back in our world just disgusts me. So this guy is... I don't, hopefully he's matured and he's grown up <laughs> since the last time he was here. I doubt it. Um, but, I mean, this is a guy who liked to tweet when somebody said that Anthony DeComo was a WAP. And he liked it. That's the guy you're getting. All right, well, do you think, well, obviously, he's not making as much money as he thought he was going to make. That's the guy you're getting. He always wanted to be a Yankee, right? Yeah, and by the way, well, I guess, apparently, except when they turned him down, he said all this crappy stuff about the Yankee fans and uh, and Brian Cashman. And if you don't like Marcus Stroman, just so you know, everybody out here, that if you don't like Marcus Stroman and you don't like the way he pitches, you are a racist. Just so you know, because that's what Marcus Stroman believes. Because the only reason that you don't like him has nothing to do with his personality, has nothing to do with his sensitivity on social media, has nothing to do with any of that. It's because you're a racist. Just so everybody knows, going into this thing, just be prepared. Be prepared. Because that's we, what I, he does. I thought we were pulling for him because he was a local guy. I was in the beginning. I was. Until right. he went completely crazy. And, I mean, I, I've well, got... You know, that last year he was with the Mets, he was their best pitcher. Yeah, and it, he could be fine for them on the field. I just, I, I just think he's a bad guy. Do you Don't think like that him. Brian Cashman says, "Hey, look, you know, we want you to come here. We'll pay you. We're not going to pay you as much as you want. We're not going to give you the length of a contract that you would like. Uh, can you please stay off social media?" Uh, no, I don't think they're going to do that. No. Nope. No, then this has a chance can't to be censor the man. Yeah, I know this can't has, do that. Right, you guys should try to hold him down. Don't hold the man down. You yeah. Can't, or the man is trying to hold him down. Well, I mean, I, I guess you got to let him just express his feelings. Whatever. I'm just going to, like, uh, uh, hopefully he's matured mm. and we can, we'll have a different experience with Marcus Stroman this time around. It's a shame because Pat Med High School, we were pulling for him. I even was wearing some of his clothing line that his, uh, one of his um, family members dropped off at my house in Bellport. I was excited about it, supported him, and he just, he's, Snapped? Yeah, apparently. So, well, he doesn't like criticism. Nobody does. Yeah, that's because there's, you know, then you go to the sewer pit that is social media, right? And then you get involved with people you have no idea who they are, just just to get involved, I guess. Hey, blocks everybody, calls people. You know, it's just it's just funny. I mean, and like he's like I said, he actually liked that tweet. I remember Mark Carrig, who I forget who he's working for now. He screenshotted that and put it out there and was like, "This is the type of guy that he is." And that was, you know, a few years ago. So it's kind of interesting the Yankees went down this road. I guess they went after Blake Snell, and Blake Snell wanted more money. 
Yeah, and they didn't want to give him that amount of money, which I'm fine and with. another year, I guess. I, I'm fine with that, but, you know, and, and Marcus Strong was desperate to come here. I mean, Frankie Montas got, what, 16, or, uh, yeah, 16 million? And he hasn't pitched in God knows how long? Yeah. And Stroman got, what, 18? Yeah. What does that say? I know, Stroman was an all-star, was all-star last, year. last year. You would think that he would have gotten somewhere close to 30. And everybody knows he's he's who he is. So, I don't know. Radioactive? This was his. This was his dream. Maybe he puts the pinstripes on, and I mean, I don't think he's going to pitch horrible when he's here. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't like the guy. You just want a guy that that gives them 150 innings. Yeah. So. All right. It's a football Friday. It's a feel good football Friday. This yes. is all on you, man. And I'm 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 repelling this negativity that you're giving okay. me. I'm not, I'm not going to let it I, affect me. I just me. thought it was very important that we get some of these very important headlines out and discuss those and see how they affected you today. I'm, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm not. Bull crap, you're not. Oh, I'm not. It's Friday, man. <laughs> you were, you you be were trying. Guy. You're you testing got, me. Are you playing golf today? I am. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk to you about that. Yeah, I just figured it was a reasonably nice day, and you were going to go out there and go play golf. That's right. Uh, 47, low wind, sun. That's a lock. So, golf Friday, shoveling Tuesday, because mm. apparently we got a storm coming our way. Big storm. Big storm coming our way. Rain or going to be snow? Uh, apparently, it's snow right now is what they're saying. Okay. So we will see. Good, you know, these forecasts change, but snow right now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feel good football 
Football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Super wild card weekend coming up. Starting with the Texans and Browns. And you get your Saturday night game, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but a lot of people are going to be complaining. You know that we, we've talked about the Peacock thing for a long time. There's still probably most of the audience out there that is not going to realize that game isn't on regular TV until they're searching for it. Like, we're so locked into this whole thing and sports media and everything else. There's a lot of football fans out there that are not in the Kansas City market who don't, and or the Miami market, don't have to worry about it, that are going to try to flip on the game and go, what? What are we doing here? So that that'll be fun. They're completely out of, uh, out of touch. Yep. Which is amazing to me. You would think if you are a hardcore football fan, you'd have to know where this game is. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, there's there's lots of people who probably don't. Yeah, sit point. down and... But what will be on? What will be on? Uh, I guess it will be NBC, right? So what will be on the NBC channel here? Law and Order. All right. So eight p.m. Saturday. Night. Saturday night. NBC New York. Yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to. This, this I mean, you know, NBC there's there's a, a lack of uh, quality shows on TV just due to the writer strike and everything else. That's right. Although that's starting to end. Yeah, programming I know. is starting to I, I was we had that one Nick game that started like at eight forty five that one night. That was because ABC has no primetime program. So they stuck it on ABC. Yeah, I know. Which was which was amazing to me because we I remember Sorry, I'm trying to find the program schedule. Yeah. My bad. I have the information okay. which is interesting. So at eight o'clock on NBC is a wild card special. And then at to get you to go to Peacock. Mm. Mm. And then at 8.30, you get deal or no deal, then America's Got Talent, and then the news. That's smart, because people are going to yep. go to NBC looking for the game, and they're going to tell you, go to Peacock. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they have to do. Yeah, no, no, I know. So okay. they'll put their pregame show on NBC is what they'll do. A deal or no deal, is that, those, those are that's actually Old. still on? This is like a, ver- a version of it. It's deal or no deal island. So I guess they do it on an island. <laughs> With 600-pound people. <laughs> and an uh, orphan dwarf. Uh, all right, Jerry, what do you got over there, man? We are brought to you by Jackpocket. Order wow. official state lottery games on your phone. I was going to start with the Knicks, but since you're doing the football, um, first thing, Belichick and Kraft spoke yesterday. Uh, they had... Like they each spoke for like four minutes and then walked off together. And then Kraft did come back later and talk to the media. Uh, speaking of the media, here was Bill who referenced them as part of his goodbye. I don't know that anybody's gotten more coverage than uh, than I have or we have in the past twenty four years. Um, you know, it meet with you guys a lot. Respect what you do. Um, you know, you're a voice to the fans, and uh, even though we don't always see eye to eye all the time. Most of the time, but not all the time. Uh, I do respect what you do. Okay, that's very Yeah, I nice. respect you so much that I'm not taking any questions <laughs> and I'm walking off. <laughs> it was, was a weird statement. I know. Yeah. Now, Kraft did come back and take questions, um, and he mentioned what a pairing Belichick and Brady had been. I don't think either one of those two 
would have accomplished what they accomplished if they weren't together. All right, and I think a lot of people have had that notion as well. Um, here was another one from Kraft, and I'm try- I forgot to write down what it was. This was, hold on, I'm going to play it, and then I'll realize it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was, did he, after they made, the, I forgot to write it in. <laughs> I just heard it. So after they make the decision and the announcement, essentially, and it comes out, did he have any second thoughts about what they were doing about letting him go? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Um you know, this is a results business, and certain things in life, it's instinctual. I think both of us felt that the time was right. And he kept saying the last three years just haven't been good. So I would say this, you know, for somebody who's covered this team specifically up on EEI and, of course, the Sports Hub and then back on EEI, since uh, Tom Brady took over in 2001, <clears throat> I was happy to see it end this way. The last thing you want is these two guys that have created so much greatness for one particular franchise uh, to be at each other's throat. I, I just it was it was the right way to do it, and I think everybody felt like it's time, it's stale. They need to do something up there in New England, and, and Bill needs a new challenge. That's, that's the way I looked at it, and that's all thanks to Robert Kraft because he's mm. one of the classiest guys. In football and professional sports, I don't know Jonathan Kraft all that well, but I'm hoping that he is a, a chip off the old block, and whoever is the next head coach there, whether it's Gerard Mayo or whoever else, is going to get a tremendous ownership group that's going to get a, a ton of support. So when you have a legend like Bill Belichick come free, obviously you get reaction around the league. A uh, good place to start would be uh, the Pat McAfee Show. Joining us now to chit-chat about massive names <laughs> being, you know, Amicably departed mm-hmm. from two teams. Sure. He's a four time NFL MVP in a man who is a Super Bowl champion, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> he was back one day. One day it lasted. Um, I think he wanted to make sure that uh, everybody realized that he wasn't canceled. How's that sound? Well, he, no, he's not canceled and he's in the woods right now on a woods retreat. So the darkness is out. Now he's back to the woods. Guys like herpes, you can't get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here he was talking about the great Belichick. <laughs> Bill uh, did things his own way and had a ton of success with it, and people tried to copy it and couldn't do it. Um, I think that's the greatest compliment you can give Bill besides the uh, the respect of competing against him. Now, the, one thing, the one thing that was different is that he was only on for a few minutes. This wasn't a one-hour thing. And he was in the woods with internet? A very spotty internet, actually. Oh, okay. Yes, it was not great. Or maybe it was like, maybe it wasn't like Wi-Fi. He was in a house, though. He wasn't in the, you know, just where the, amongst the trees. A, he was in a cabin. He was yeah, in, just, yeah, was, in the woods. Can you guys see me? Yeah, you look fantastic. You look great. Okay, good. Yeah, because I'm out here in the woods, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad. I can't see you guys, so this is perfect. <laughs> and then he said it was spotty and he had no cell service, but whatever. So maybe it was true. The Packers he couldn't get to him. going to a lot of places that don't have cell service. I, I don't know. That's what he says. I got to start doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm unreachable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, now the playoffs do begin tomorrow with the doubleheader Texans, Browns, then Chiefs, Dolphins. And in, in preparing for this Kansas City game, uh, Mike McDaniel did offer his thoughts of Belichick now being 72 and, and leaving the Patriots after all these seasons. It's a reminder to me that you know I'm just going to be candid that father time's a dick <laughs> you know really really 
Yes! Let's go Dolphins! God, I love them. That is spectacular. Yeah, very funny. And by the way, they did a whole thing on the the latest Hard Knocks about his story and his alcoholism. I don't know how many people know about that. Mike McDaniel? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. So he, he got sat down, and I'm sorry, this is escaping my mind, by one of the staffs that he was on and the head coach and the coordinator and said, you got to get your life together and we're like letting you go now so you can figure this out and his his i guess fiance at the time i don't know if they were married she thought their whole career was over and everything and they're they're crying and he hasn't had a drink since that meeting mm. and has cleaned himself up it's it was it was really it was an inspirational story so the more i learn about the guy the more i like him and i really hope they beat the chiefs now from one guy you like to a guy you don't marcus stroman two years 37 million dollars with the yankees it was atlanta falcon staff by the way just so i get that okay get that right vesting option for a third season as well the yankees also avoid arbitration with juan soto he gets 31 million dollars this coming season pete alonzo 20.5 million dollars as he avoids so evan's not shaving his beard until alonzo gets an extension correct so now that's a lock that he's not going to to get an extension Correct. for the year. Yeah, now. I mean, unless they do something before the season. But yeah, no, he's like, he's locked in and he's got a full year of looking like Grizzly Adams. So he's not, but he's not going to pay that off. Uh, I saw him by the elevator. Uh, he seems like he knows he kind of has to. Does he has? Uh, does he have solid facial hair? Does anybody yes. know? Yeah, oh, it's no, pretty no, good. No, he does. He's okay. got a thick beard. I think he looks much better actually with this. With he looks like beard. an adult. He yeah, exactly. Is he allowed to trim it up or no? Yeah, why not? He's just I, I not don't shaving know. the beard. Yeah, I don't know the rules, but I yeah. don't know that he is. I mean, is it going to be uh, like Ryan Fitzpatrick-like? Or? He's got an If he goes the full year. Oh, he's got to go Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got he's an got opportunity it. to look like that, yeah. Grandma was all over my face. What? Did that say grandma was all over my face? Grandma was all over my face. Okay. When was that? <laughs> I don't want to know. September 27th. Wow. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, he'll be through that. That'd be his mother-in-law, right? The entire, yeah, he lives with his in-laws. So it's the... uh, Mother-in-law would be mother-in-law. Grandma would be grandma. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but mother-in-law is actually grandma to his kids. What does that have to do with his face? Is he talking about his own grandma? Hell if I know. Or is he talking about... And if why would she be on his kid's face? No, but... He said on his stand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's bizarre. Okay. Well, he is a lock. If he's going to go through with this, it's a lock to go all the way to... Or until he gets traded. October. Which he could get traded. That's true. In June or July. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens if he doesn't get an extension? Well, then I think at that point he can shave. There's got to be some ending to this. It's either going to be an extension or he gets dealt. Or becomes a free agent and leaves. So that would be that'd be awful. He goes the entire season, doesn't get re-signed, and ends up in L.A. with the Dodgers or wherever. <laughs> that would be terrible. Anyhow, um, the Knicks were down big in the fourth quarter. Matter of fact, they were down at one point, uh, 115-96. I think only about six minutes to go in the fourth. And yet they cut it to one, but they couldn't get all the way back. And then they couldn't gather a rebound, and the Mavericks made him pay. Irving on the drive, splits the defense. Josh Green is open. Three-pointers, good. 
That was all in that set, and the dagger three put them up four, and they would win 128-124. I'm with Kyrie. Mike Breen on MSG. Well, that's a good pick last night because he had 44 points on 15 of 26 shooting at 10 assists as well. Here was Julius Randle, who had 32 in the loss, always fighting an uphill battle on this night. Yeah, I mean, we always were making runs, and then they answered them. Uh, making runs, and then we thought we had a final breakthrough in the fourth, but uh, couldn't get the rebound. Last two times we've been here, I feel like we lost games because we couldn't get you know rebounds. And you uh, know, their their real problem is they got up to a slow start. Yeah, and they, I think they gave up like forty four, forty six points in they the were, first quarter. Yeah, I think it was I think it was forty four. Right, they won the second half. If you look at it, they scored more points in both quarters, and uh, and that's why that game got close. Yeah. Here was Kyrie Irving on the new look Knicks. I had an idea how they were going to guard me tonight, but seeing OG for majority of the game and them forced me into some tough uh, decisions down the stretch. Uh, it was definitely a different Knicks team than I've played against last year, so you got to give them credit. They've gotten better. Knicks uh, had their five-game winning streak come to an end. The Nets no-showed in Paris for the first half. They outscored the Cavs in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it didn't matter. They lost 111-102. Donovan Mitchell had 45 points in this game. Um, the NBA did announce that you're going to love this. The in-season tournament's back next year. Okay, and also the draft will now take place over two days, not one. And then remember when uh, Darko Radakovich said this? It's a complete crap. When talking about yes, the officials. Yeah, yes. So he got fined $25,000 for his comments, and it was more than just a complete crap. It was about just crapping on the officials who crapped on his team all night long. Uh, Blues beat the Rangers 5-2. to two. Jordan Kyra, the hat trick. Brandon Sada, power play goal. The Rangers have dropped three in a row on four of their last five. Uh, Peter LaViolette, on Igor Shosturkin, who gave up four goals and only 19 shots, and we've got to give him more assistance. Yeah, you look at the goals that they scored tonight, and I still think we got to tighten up more in front of him. So, like I said, it wasn't volume tonight. Not volume, but uh, the goals did go in. So, Rangers well, he got fall. outplayed again by the uh, opposing goalie. Bennington was great again. I mean, like this is we're in a rut right now, and uh, Mika a little didn't bit play, of a rut. Mika didn't got the play flu, last stomach night. Yeah, bugs, something whatever. Like that. Yeah, he didn't play last night, and. This thing's probably going to be running through the team now for the next three weeks. Islanders beat the Maple Leafs in overtime 4-3. Matthew Barzell, the game-winning goal there. And the Lightning over the Devils in overtime 4-3. Lucky for you, I do not have your guy's call. Oh, Dave Michigan. can't oh. find it. I will look for it. Darren Radish with the game-winner in OT. All right, thanks, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Coming up next, a beautiful tribute in song to Bill Belichick. It really brought a tear to my eye. It'll bring a tear to yours as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I want to give you this Bill Belichick tribute. This segment, I will. I just want to address one thing from a reaction to something that I said. So I called Robert Kraft, one of the classiest guys in sports, and you know what people did immediately is bring up the fact that he got a handy at a massage parlor. Listen, I understand where you're going with that. Of course, everybody has to discredit everything. But Robert Kraft has been one of the great men in pro sports. He has run this organization with class. He's treated people with respect. And I'm not going to all of a sudden say that he is sort of some sort of slime ball because he went in and got a happy ending somewhere in some massage parlor in Florida. Plus Sorry. his wife passed and you know, and he's probably dealing with that. And on top of that, he's probably the one of the, if not the leading advocate for anti Semitism. And he's out there fighting every single day. And he's put his money where his mouth is. So you can say whatever you want about the massage parlor and all that other stuff. Other parts of his life, he is absolutely a stand-up guy, straightforward, and uh, is doing everything he possibly can to combat anti-Semitism. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sitting there and taking back anything about me calling him one of the classiest guys in sports. Right, I well, stand by it. Then don't. I'm standing by it. Fine. All right. What do you worry? I, I, I don't I worry was... about it. I want to defend him. That's all. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> I just I hate when people do that. They're like they find the one moment in the life. It's like, all right, now it's just it's what we all. I know, but that's what social media is. Come on, you know that. I do. Uh, Anyway, um, so Chandler Jones. Oh, disclaimer: We know that he's got his issues. We know that people have been checking on him. We know that he's going through something that is not good. Uh, But entertaining is entertaining. Let's just put it that way. Well, I mean, if he's going to put something out there and. You're going to be affected by it. I think that you sharing it with the rest of us. Well, it's already been been, like the right thing to do. It's already been viewed 8.6 million times. So uh, a lot of people have already seen this. Okay. Um, It's not me sharing it with everybody. So it's been it's been out there. But for those who haven't heard it, uh, including most of the people here on the show, uh, here it is. This is Chandler Jones to the tune of Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton singing a farewell to Bill Belichick. And by the way, he did play four seasons in New England. Right. And so was, whatever this heartfelt, I'm assuming it's heartfelt. Well, you'll hear it. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm assuming that whatever this is, is something that's coming from his heart to the man who basically gave him an opportunity to get into the NFL. Belichick. Oh, how I miss you. I just want to kiss you. They just got rid of you. Oh, Bill Belichick. You didn't flatten that ball. It was Tom Brady. You didn't spy gate. You didn't deflate gate. He's insane. So why fire him when it should have been Mr. Kraft? Oh, Bill Belichick. As long as you cut the check, fire the wrong man. Why fire him? They called it a dynasty. He got seven Super Bowls. Oh, Bill Belichick. 
He made me the man I am Oh, Bill Belichick Wildfire him All right, there you go. Chandler Jones with Bill Belichick. Why fire him? He didn't deflate gate it and spy gate. Doesn't like Mr. Kraft as much as he likes Bill Belichick. And that was a, um, a that was, stirring tribute. That was beautiful. You know, his voice wasn't so bad. It wasn't, and it was heartfelt. It was heartfelt. He made me the man that I am. I could feel the emotion. Do you think that Bill Belichick watched that yesterday? Uh, that that no. somehow got to him? Uh, you think so, Al? Somebody. Somebody showed it to him. Like, I was seeing a lot of his ex-players all out there on X and everything doing their posting. I love you. Thank you for making the man I am and teaching me. You know, Gronk when Gronk put all in with the tears and yeah, all that yeah, other yeah. stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I, yeah. I'm sure somebody's curating all of this stuff for him. Yeah, and this is a weird one because I feel like we all know he's going to coach next year. Even Robert Kraft said that when he sees him in a hoodie on the sideline, he's going to be emotional about that and he'll be rooting for him unless he's playing the Patriots. So it feels like everybody knows he's going to coach. But yesterday was like his retirement or his eulogy from a lot of people. I got to wonder, like, uh, I'm thinking now, I know the Patriots... um, Schedule has been, I think it's been released as to who they are playing next year. The opponent? Just not when. <coughs> we're maybe, dying maybe we could, I know me, we are. Me and you are just going down. <laughs> can you, this is uh, unbelievable! Can you look up the 2024 New England? You got a computer too, man! But you're better than I am. Why always been putting it on me? All right, 2023 Patriots opponents. Are we sure about that, that it's out yet? In 2024, Patriots opponent. Yes. 2024. I mean, yeah, I, I think they, they're they all, they got to be out. Yeah, they're all out. Okay. 2024 season. I got it. So uh, it's not going to be in the AFC East. All right. Home, Bills, Rams, Texans, Colts, Dolphins, Jets, Seahawks, Chargers. So Seahawks and Chargers are two places he could end up. Wow. That would be interesting. With the Chargers coming back to New England. Or the Seahawks, who knows? Right, so that could be like uh, Monday Night Football opening weekend. And away, Cardinals, Bills, obviously Dolphins, Jets, Jaguars, Niners, Titans, Bengals, Bears. Titans, Bengals, Bears. Titans? Ah, I don't think so. I don't think so either because of Amy Adams Strunk, the owner of the Titans. Get Strunked. Was upset with what Mike Vrabel said at his Ring of Honor induction ceremony about how he'll always be a Patriot and there's no place like this. Yeah. You can imagine how Bill Belichick is going to feel after 24 years of Patriot love and Patriot loyalty and all that other stuff. So he's not going to Tennessee. Adam Schefter's been beating around the bush about a a team that has not fired their coach yet that Bill Belichick uh, could end up coaching. Eagles. Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, is Eberflus 100% staying? Uh, it, they said he is. And, and again, the reason I would think that he is is because Ryan Poles, the GM, is not going anywhere. Okay. So Bill probably would not fit in that situation. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that would be a natural thing, especially if they want him to do everything he did in New England. And there's only a couple places that would afford him that.
Ford Geo coming to you live for Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Football Friday Super Wild Card Weekend. My old station I worked for in Pittsburgh was in the news yesterday because of a false report that was went around and then went viral. Uh oh. About the Steelers Bills game potentially being moved to Cleveland because of bad weather in Buffalo. Now, this did happen a couple of years ago where they had to move the game because of a massive blizzard. Remember that? Yeah, they went to the Detroit Lions. Yes, right. They went to Detroit, uh, and, and that happened. But it was actually a guy on the AM news station who was also a TV personality over there named Marty Griffin, and he's the guy who does, like, the shame on you stuff where, like, He'll knock on the door and be like, well, you're insurance fraud. And then, like, get in the guy's face. And they're like, you know, outside the courtroom and all that stuff. The guy puts up some manila folder and hides his face. And Marty Griffin's in his in his grill with a microphone. So this is the guy that puts it out there. He goes, I've got friends in Cleveland that work for the stadium. And they have been told to get ready. And because the game might be moved from Buffalo to Cleveland because the weather's going to be so bad in Buffalo. So then my friend Andrew Filipponi, he puts out, he quotes Marty Griffin and puts this out there. But Andrew's one of the big voices in Steeler world. And then, boom, you know, that goes crazy. And then every Pete Ryder in the world for both the Steelers and the Bills comes out and says, no, we haven't heard this. The NFL comes out. No, we haven't heard this. And then when you look at, and I'll save you the time, you look at the weather, eh, nothing's coming in Buffalo. Uh, Are you sure about that? Positive. Jerry went through I mean, it this morning. There's, there's blizzard warnings all over the place. Yeah, I know, but Jerry went through it. Said coding on Sunday. I, uh, a listener tweeted me this about what Jerry was looking at, and Jerry was looking at the weather in Buffalo, and I guess Orchard Park, where the stadium is, gets different weather because of yeah, the lake effect snow, which seemed to be worse. Lake oh, effect okay. snow in Orchard Park. Oh, all right. So Jerry was giving me coding and all that stuff, uh, driving in with the warm-up show. Okay, so Orchard Park may be worse. Jerry was giving you coding? Coding. He was giving me coding. Huh. (laughs) Coding. That's what he told me on Sunday. He said coding. So I guess it could be a a little bit worse than that. But they're not moving the game. I mistake. I, I apologize. They're not moving the game. Right. You can actually find that audio. I think Awful Announcing put out the Marty Griffin audio if you want to look for it on their, on their feed so we could hear exactly what he said. Um, but it's they're not moving the game. And, and you know, as, as Al said, Buffalo knows how to handle snow better than anybody. Right. So, so they're saying on Sunday, 27 degrees, 15-degree wind chill, and it looks like it does have 76% of precipitation. That's in Buffalo, not Orchard Park, but... Okay. So did, you can't put in Orchard Park in that little I'm, search bar? I, I am going to try and do that. Okay. It's O. Thank you. All right, let's listen to Marty Griffin yesterday in Pittsburgh on KDKA bringing this up after it got shot down by 50,000 people. We're going to go live to Buffalo, to Tonka. We're going to talk to the chief meteorologist up there. Here's Filipponi. You know, we love Philip. I love What's Filipponi. he saying now? His boys. He's got, he's from Syracuse. What does he know about Buffalo? His boys in, in um, Buffalo, they don't think they're going to get that kind of weather. The Bills people. Oh, okay. Well, no, they would never admit to that. Well, sure. People stop buying those tickets, but they're sold out. And what he says his boys at the, in the Bills say 0% chance. Them moving the game to Cleveland. Zero. 
Okay. All I'm saying is my boys work at the stadium in Cleveland. Got a phone call to get ready. You're hearing this. I was told this. All right. Just saying. I mean, you, you always got to have backup plans just in case. Oh, all right. It's all about logistics. You know that. Yeah. And by the way, in Orchard Park, same kind of weather uh, pr prediction, 27 degrees, 15 wind chill, snow, wind, a lot of wind, wind of 27 miles an hour. I need to see accumulations, though. I need to see what, what they're saying about that. That's what I, you know. You want to know accumulation. Well, that's the whole big thing, isn't it? I mean, if it's snowing, it's snowing. If it's three feet. High wind warning going on right now. Wait, go up there. Go up. Go up. It was just there. See right there. Friday day. You got to go to, you got to go to Saturday or Sunday. Click on Sunday and there's, the, it expands down. Right here. Yeah. Click on that. And one to three. One to three. So, uh, so it's during the day. Yeah. One to three. It's nothing. Yeah, snow accumulating one to three inches. Okay. There you go. Yeah, but you never know because it's lake effect, and it could it could get worse. I've been up there when it's gotten really bad when they didn't think they were getting anything. Mm. Yeah, isn't it amazing though? How like this is how popular the NFL is that one guy on an AM news station puts this thing out there, and then. It is a huge story in the NFL, so much so that the NFL has to come out and basically say, no, we don't have a contingency plan that I involves saw, Cleveland. I saw where one guy on, on our AM sports station yesterday went off on somebody. Who did Steve Summers go off on? What? I thought, he, I thought I saw a tweet that was he a part of yesterday's throwback Thursday? He was on yesterday, yeah. I, I, he said something. What, the, what did he say? He got after somebody. What? Yeah. I, I forgot who it was. All right. I'll go to see if anything popped up here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yes, that's who he went after. Let yeah. me ask you something, if I may. Are you gay? <laughs> uh, you really couldn't remember Aaron Rodgers? I mean, there were so many <laughs> things going on yesterday, and I'm yeah. watching all these different things. I he what he told Aaron Rodgers to shut up and play football. Right? Yeah, shut up and stick to he, football. Jerry's got the audio. All right, yeah. So Steve, okay. I guess I guess Aaron Rodgers. No, I talk you, about politics. You weirdo, anti-vax, tinfoil hat, a hole. You can shut up and stick to football. Throw the ball and zip your lips, and then figure out how to break his own defense, not the government. What is it? So, so I figure Eddie wants to play other clips. So this was with uh, on the throwback Thursday yesterday. You know, they had Mad Dog on, they had Minko on, and here was Steve Summers. I mean, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, but I mean, all of the BS that he wants to see come to an end, it has to start with him. The whole thing, and, and maybe he did not say Kimmel is a is a, a a pedophile, but he certainly implied it. And then he would go and basically telling him to stick to football. Yeah, well, there you go. So Steve that was coming it. in hot. Yes, and he still has a show occasionally around he here, does. right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. By the him. way, Kansas City minus nine on Saturday night. Mm. Since you're into weather now, yeah, I thought we had moved on, but apparently, <laughs> tricked. Well, I thought that you would rather hear a little bit more about extreme weather. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, minus nine at night is the actual temperature. Yes. Wow. So that's a real feel situation that's got to be even lower than that. And uh, I guess 3% chance of snow. The snow have will have already gone through.
<laughs> and the winds, it says 13 miles an hour. Oh, yes. my God. I'd love to see a real feel for that one. Man, peacocks, they, they're getting lucky. They're going to have Taylor Swift there. They got the weather. Toss a salad with a supermodel. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> which which Aaron might have done. Yes. Uh, John, Northport. What's going on, John? What's happening, boys? Happy Friday. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got I for us? I need a little, uh, I need a little, you know, bad weather up in Buffalo. So my steel is kill it this weekend. I, I think we have a shot. I think that bad weather would, would help us. The Najee's on fire. That offensive line is clicking. I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I, I do think that bad weather would help the Steelers, but I don't think would help them enough to win the game. Uh, you know, maybe you take the under in that situation. Maybe you would take the Steelers and the points in that situation. But I, I cannot see Mason Rudolph going on the road in a hostile, bad weather game against Buffalo, who's so hot, and being able to... Uh, captain and offense enough so to score points to beat the Buffalo Bills. Plus, the Steelers' defense lost the defensive player of the year for this game. T.J. Watt is not playing in the game, and you want to talk about just pulling the heart out of a team and a unit. You could you could make the case that there, you know, T.J. Watt's one of like the top three guys on defenses that when you pull them out of there, they're a completely different defense. Yeah, he is, uh, or they are 1-10 without him in the lineup. I mean, God. I mean, he's the heart and soul of that team. That is a bad stat for them. So, it doesn't seem like the weather is that bad in Buffalo. I mean, some wind. Wind is not great. Right. But it's not. it might be snowing a little bit, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be some sort of blizzard condition that's going to make this game, you know, totally a toss-up in the air. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's in Bayside. What's going on, Mike? Hi. Um, I think that the Woody Johnson should get Belichick, um, Harbaugh, and Saban in a room or on a Zoom call and flat out say, I'll give you guys 10% of the team each. 10% of the team. You, know, you own it. If you come here for five years. And it would work. Yeah, I mean, you can't be serious, right, Mike? Why, why, why wouldn't it worry? Well, just say it happened. Why? It would be, you have, you have you Saban and Belichick together, and either, either executives or coaches, and it, the Jets would be good. Yeah, listen, I, 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 lo- I love the outside-the-box thinking, but uh, that it's, I mean... It, I wanted to ask Mike when he came up with that. Like, did he wake up this morning thinking about that, or did he go to bed last night, and did it hit him last night? Yeah. Was it a, was it a toilet thought? Was it a... You know, a group text message that popped into his head where somebody said something. But, I mean, yeah. I'm just like, where is he coming from? <laughs> and, by the way, like, not to even garner a real response from that, but those guys are so egomaniacal, and they need to be, to be able to be as successful and be in charge and be a leader, that they would never, ever, ever be able to work together no matter how much money they were well, getting Well, I mean, paid. Saban and uh, Bill Belichick have been longtime friends, and they did work together on the Cleveland Browns yeah, a million years ago. Yeah. Now, the two of them working together, which is not going to happen, uh, would never work. And then you throw Jim Harbaugh into the mix. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a reality show for you. But, uh, yeah. By the way, did you see where the New York Giants got their new offensive line coach? Uh, Oak, uh, you mean, I guess me saying Oak, yeah, sorry, L- uh, Las Vegas. That's right. And he was in demand. Yeah. A lot of teams wanted him. 
That's right. So the Giants got their guy, the guy that Brian Dable uh, identified. They went out and they got him, and they got a new offensive line coach. So uh, that's good news. I be- I believe it's good news for the Giants. I don't want to dump everything on the old offensive line coach, but this new guy is a Carmen uh, Brasillo is a guy that has a very good reputation. Yeah, and he was with the Patriots for a few Under years. Under Dante Scarnecchia. Dante Scarnecchia. And he was the co-offensive line coach, and now he's gone to be an offensive line coach for the Raiders, and now he's with the Giants. So, good. I mean, I don't know how much of an impact that will have. It's a big impact. It's a big, you know, that is like one of the most important coaches that you have on your staff because you're, you're dealing with five guys. They all have to be in sync with one another. Uh, you got to have respect. The guy's got to really know what he's doing. He's got to be able to teach technique. Um, there's a lot of stuff. That's why uh, Jimmy McNally, who I had in Cincinnati all those years, was unbelievable. You know, he could take a lot of low-round draft choices, teach them technique, put them in a system, and really get the most out of them, and he did. And he did the same thing with the Giants, too, when he was here. A little off the wall, but most offensive line coaches are off the wall. Yeah. And really, the biggest problem that offensive line coaches have and offenses have is staying healthy. That's the biggest thing because there is no depth out there past your starting offensive lines. Because once you see this guy come in and it's your second string right guard and has to move to right tackle, it's just, it's impossible to have like 15 good offensive linemen just ready to go. It just trying to, I'm trying to way. think there's like three or four teams whose offensive lines have made it through the entire season. And healthy, and they're all in the playoffs, I believe, all these teams. Yeah, that is true. Let's go to Mark in Myrtle Beach. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Boomer, I, I just want to make a comment. It's only my comment, but I'm getting a little tired of Geo picking on you. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. I, I enjoy your show, but I'm getting a little tired of that. Okay? That's all I have to say. Goodbye. Oh, okay. Wow. See, yeah. see what you're doing out there? Yeah, I mean that's that's the way I look at it. Little old me picking on you, the NFL MVP. You've been here for thirteen years. I'm picking on you. Thirteen years. That I mean, longer than that. Yeah, what is it? How long now? I think I'm starting my eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen years. Yeah, and I, mean, I think you're just taking advantage of my age, maybe. Yeah, that's what maybe it is. Maybe the fact that you know I go from one subject to another, and you don't like that, and you can't seem to adjust to it. Oh, I've been adjusting to it for six years. I don't want to adjust to it anymore. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, no, no. I just that's why I should give you the passive aggressive digs to make sure that maybe it doesn't happen again. Okay, that's what it is. Hey, if I'm picking on you, yeah, big guy, yeah, I'm sorry. See this bullying stuff. I'm sorry, is getting out of hand. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean any of this. Okay, and I know that it's a tough thing for you to handle. Hey, listen, I didn't realize that until Mark brought it up. Yeah. Because I think I've been blind to it because yeah. it happens so much. It does, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, the the way that I have dominated you mm-hmm. and picked on you and used my toxic masculinity yeah. to belittle you all these years. I know exactly when it started to happen. When was that? When you canceled the softball team. <laughs> That's when it all started? That's when it started. And yeah. then you figured if you could get through canceling the, the, the all-star softball team. Mm. Then all of a sudden, you started taking a little bit more liberty, a little bit more liberty, yeah. a little bit more liberty, and now you're completely out of control. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't think I haven't noticed. I just haven't said anything because I just, you know, I want you to, I want, I want Gio to be a happy Gio. Yeah, and I hadn't realized it either. And sometimes you need people like Mark and Myrtle Beach to put the mirror in front of your face. 
and realize that just try to be a better person what i'm doing is wrong just 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 be a better person and the picking on you will stop okay guarantee that i appreciate that thank you mark yeah thank you chris in dallas what's going on chris hello chris hello chris Hello, oh, Chris. Hello. 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 Uh, Chris wanted to talk about uh, embracing uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I so, have. Oh, 100% I have embraced. Uh, I'm, I thought they were going to get married. I said that in the beginning. People mocked me for that. And it looks like they're going to get engaged. I'm just tired of seeing her. Uh, and they never show her during the bad plays. That's what I want to see. I want to see her when, you know, Mahomes throws a pick or Travis Kelsey drops wanna, a ball. You know, the That's what I want to see. You're you going to show all the time, show her the good and the bad. You know that there is true love if she shows up at this game on Saturday night, nine below zero. Right, in a heated box where she'll be outside for a total of 30 seconds. Come well, on. we, we got to protect her. She's a national treasure. Yeah. But you act like she's going to be going through what the person in the upper deck is going to be going through that night. No. I mean, she's going to have, it's, she will be outside for a total of 30 seconds. Yep. Maybe not even. They might drive her car into the stadium. You know what's amazing? What's really amazing? I just thought about this. The, the extreme temperatures that she has been in. Within the last three months, remember her? One of her fans died at her concert. That's right. Yeah, down on where was it? Buenos Aires, somewhere in South America, or was it? Yeah, I think that's where it was. It was so. Yeah, it might have been. It was like a hundred and forty degrees. Yep. And now she's going to be at this game on Saturday night, mm-hmm. minus nine, which a wind chill even colder than that. Yeah. So I'm thinking that she probably has a group of people that she travels with. I think. Uh, although Bernie Kosar said that she did show up at Travis Kelsey's house by herself. Like, she didn't have a gaggle of people around. Wow. Like, she was a really normal person. That is great to hear, which, isn't which, it? Which, yeah, makes me feel really warm and fuzzy. I mean, the fact that she's been spending this much time in Kansas City shows you that she's not too much of a diva. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, good for them. Fine. We're embracing it. I just don't want to see it anymore on the TV. Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry back with us. Super Wild Card Weekend on the way. Very fired up for some playoff games. What's up, Jerry? All right, we are brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And I will stick with the football. That seems to be the theme. Um, the Belichick craft thing yesterday. Uh, first, Belichick as part of his... It wasn't even a statement. It wasn't look like he was reading anything. He was just talking... Uh, about leaving, and he was kind of reflecting on his time. Got a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here that succeeded, exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, and they certainly had a lot of it, winning uh, the six Super Bowls and going to nine. Uh, here was Robert Kraft. He was asked afterwards when he did meet the media a couple of hours later why he made the decision to move on. Our family is the custodian of this asset the new england patriots and we know how important it is to the psyche of the community and what's gone on here the last three four years isn't what we want so and so they decide to part ways and what's fascinating about this is as we sit here right now i don't think anybody has a beat on where he's no i agree 
I mean, there are you can make a case for several teams. Nobody seems like the favorite. And this is going to be really, really interesting, especially if there's a couple other jobs open that aren't open right now. Cowboys, Eagles, if disaster strikes in those two places. Yeah, you, have no, you have no idea yet, and he's not going to rush to judgment. But I also think that he's got to know that there's an opportunity out there for him somewhere. I mean, they basically parted amicably, and that was good, and that's great. Uh, I don't necessarily know that you're a coach that does that. And you don't have a job waiting for you? Right, because I'm assuming if they parted amicably, meaning that Robert Kraft didn't fire him and he didn't resign, that his contract's up. And the way that Robert Kraft yesterday was saying that I'll be rooting for him when I see him in a hoodie on the other sideline is going to make me sad. I mean, it it sounds like he knows that immediately he's going to end up somewhere. Yeah. I was was surprised by McMonigle's take, (laughs) C-Mac. He's like Should Carolina he the Yankees. I was like Carolina. <laughs> He's not going to Carolina. Uh, yeah, no way. I mean, because he he his take was oh, that David Tepper is so nuts. I know so that. much money he'll give him full control of everything. But he I, doesn't he, want to coach the Carolina Panthers. No, there's no way. No way he goes there. there McGonagall. 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 Um, there's no way. I wouldn't think so either. But anybody else, and a lot of these NFL types too, you're hearing they keep saying the Cowboys. Knock it off. Can they play the game first Sunday? Mm. Right or wrong? You think McCarthy, I didn't see his press conference yesterday. You think he was asked about it yesterday? Uh, no, I don't They're asking so. Jerry I mean, Jones about it. They're probably asking him about I it. I don't know I mean why about, would they ask him about it. I mean, they're probably asking him about playing against the Packers, his former team. I guess, that would be the, I would think that that would be the course of questioning. Yes, I just meant, do you think he was asked about Belichick moving on? That's more so what I meant. As he's I, I, I think, for uh, aren't most people in the NFL asked that question? I would think so. I just there's a there's more context to it though because of the rumors and rumblings that are out there. You know, it, it's kind of funny when you think about it. They say the coaching fraternity. You know, this is a fraternity that was shivy in the back in a heartbeat, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, they're always looking for their next job because that's just the the nature of the beast. Sounds like the media too. True. <laughs> is he getting fired? Here's my resume. <laughs> right or wrong? Yeah. Is he dead? Let me send an email. Yeah. That's terrible. Here's Aaron Rodgers. He went on McAfee, and he says crazy 24 hours with what's gone on. It's tough. I mean, you have not just Bill, but uh, but Nick Saban announced his retirement. Is that true as well? Yeah. 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 I've been kind of, um, you know, uh, insulated here from uh, a lot of the uh, internet. The internet's a little spotty here, um, being out in the woods, so it's kind of nice. But I did see that, and, and uh, it's too bad. Yeah, too bad that they're both gone. The two legends are gone. And it so. is being, like, reported that, you know, Saban was not happy with the way that college football or where it is headed, yeah. where it's it at right now. And by the way, Florida State got in trouble yesterday. I saw that for NIL violations, right? <laughs> yeah. And somebody's got it out for Florida State. Somebody has to have it <laughs> out mean, for Florida State. Because every single program is probably doing the same stuff that they were doing, and they got an unprecedented penalty for it. Crazy. Uh, very much so. All right, so you got tomorrow Texans and Browns, followed by the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Sunday at 4.30, indeed, will be the Cowboys and the Packers. Here was Chad Ochocinco on the Nightcap podcast. Nightcap podcast. Uh, lots of stake for one in particular player, the goddamn quarterback, as you will hear here. No darkness. Nope. Boy, if that win a goddamn Super Bowl this year, man, they might as well put a goddamn statue outside a goddamn 
AT&T Stadium. Jerry's World, no, it's going to be Dak's World. Ain't going to be no goddamn Jerry's World. <laughs> he, loves, he loves that GD, so there you have it. Jerry's World, Dak's World, we shall see. Will Yankee Stadium become Marcus's World? He is coming here for two years and $37 million. I did see ESPN. You want to talk about going after him a little bit? And it's a fact. ESPN put on the crawl. I just saw it when I was walking in. In his his 11 appearances at Yankee Stadium, his ERA is like, I want to say, seven or eight. And he's given up a whole bunch of home runs. So, interesting. He has certainly had his battles with Brian Cashman in the past, but they have... Well, they've got together here He's on this two-year deal. He's had battles with a lot of people in the past. <laughs> well, that's true. But, I mean, Cashman, remember Cashman made the reference about, yeah, we would take him, we could use an arm in the bullpen. And yeah, he he's not a difference that. maker. Yes. And he held on to that forever and then trashed Yankee fans and trashed the Yankees organization, and now he's a Yankee. So there you go. ERA at Yankee Stadium in 11 games. ERA is of 6.06. Well, okay. you know, the good news is he's not going to be pitching all of his games at home. That is true. You'd think half of them at home, half of them on the road. That's a nice way to think of it. The Yankees uh, did avoid arbitration with Juan Soto, $31 million for this coming season. Pete Alonso, 20.5 uh, with the Mets. We go to the NBA, where the Knicks went to Dallas last night. No Luka Doncic, no problem. Kyrie Irving doing his thing. And it spins, gets inside, layup, missed it. Threw too much English on that. Hardaway quickly brings it up the floor. Irving calling for it. Sets, fires. Three-pointer is good. Kyrie Irving. And that was Mike Breen on MSG. Irving 15 of 26 from the floor. 44 points. Mavericks beat the Knicks 128-124. Very uh, tight end of this game. The final six minutes, the Knicks went on a wild run, got to within one, but couldn't get all the way back. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 32 points as well. As you were pointing out last hour, Boomer, this was Tom Thibodeau on that bad beginning of the game. The start of the game, no question. Um, we got on our heels. Then we had to fight the rest of the way and uh, came down to one crucial rebound. You know, in the last minute, we didn't get And it was actually a couple, and then Josh Green made the three to put him up back by four. All right, Dallas is a good team. Okay, so now go beat the Grizzlies without John Morant. That That's what they have to do next. Yeah, do now, that. Don't get, like, the, the Rangers are mired in, like, some sort of rut right now. And, you know, it's going to take a lot to get them out of it. And it's the same thing. Like, the Knicks, you do not want to have back-to-back losses. You, you know, do especially not. Especially against a team that you're... you're, you're at least as good as, if not better than, the Grizzlies. Meantime, the Nets were in Paris. They lost to the Cavaliers 111-102. Did anybody watch that game? I did. I put out. What was it on? I couldn't find it. I was watching on Yes. It was, oh, uh, it was on Yes. Ian okay. Eagle and Tim Capstraw were doing the game. Ian was, was in Paris, huh? I assume they were there. I can't imagine they did it remotely. I never saw a stand-up. I got to it when the game had started already. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was doing the game with Capstone. Yeah, we only have one game on CBS, so I would imagine that it's all he's his season is over. Westwood think. one, he does Westwood he one does games Westwood in the playoffs. Right, okay, actually, um, the Thunder beat the Blazers. Now, why would I ever bring to you the Thunder beating the Blazers? Well, let me play this for you. Shea between the rings, behind the back dribble, shakes Camara down the lane, dashing, lays it up and lays it into the left hand. He's at thirty plus again with thirty one, making it look easy tonight. 11-15 shooting, 99-52 Thunder on six. 99-52 Ooh. Thunder, and they weren't close to done. The final score was 139-77. to They beat them by 62 points, 
and I believe they beat them by 50-plus when they actually played them a few weeks ago as wow. well. So they have just killed them. Here was Chauncey Billups. He's the Blazers head coach. He goes, that was pretty lousy defensively. I mean, shoot, we just had no resistance, man. You know, they um, get 58 points in the paint in the first half. First half. I mean, shoot, that it takes t- most teams don't get that in a game. Yeah, uh, pretty awful. So yes, a sixty point, a sixty two point defeat. Uh, the NBA saying the in season tournament will be back next year, and the draft will be extended from one night to two. Uh, Darko Radjakovic was fined twenty five thousand dollars for his comments about the officiating after the Laker game. We take you to the NHL, where the Rangers are indeed mired in this little funk of theirs as they drop their third straight. <laughs> yes, Brandon Sod with the goal. That was Sam Rosen on MSG. Part of a 5-2 St. Louis win. The hat trick for Jordan Cairo. 4-5 for the Rangers as well. And we also mentioned Mika Zibanejad being uh, not feeling well. Here is Peter Lavulat. It's going around from team to team. And um, morning skating was good. Just took a turn for worse. You know, right, right at game time. He was up for warm-ups. And-, and then it hit him. And then he was out. And so the Rangers fall. As for the Islanders, they go to overtime with the Maple Leafs. We love our guy Chris King, who gets all fired up. Islanders win the faceoff. Dobson to the net front for Boros. Shoot! He scores! Matt Barzell with his fourth point of the night! And it's an overtime game-winning goal! Yeah, Chris King on Islanders Radio. Oh, 4-3 the final. Bo Horvat, the game-tying power play Place goal. was rocking last night. In UBS on a Thursday night. Yeah, they've really kind of righted the ship here. Absolutely. Uh, here was Barzell. No, we don't need to play that. Um, but anyway, he had the game-winning goal. And the Lightning beat the Devils in overtime 4-3. You know how excited Matt Lachlan gets when they win. Well, when they lose. Let's look around. Oh, Back for Kudrow. Oh, Cuts high slot. Kudrow to the right circle. Turns. High slot. Radish. Score! Dude, Radish! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will have for you one of these hours. I have him and your guy, Phil Esposito, <laughs> on the Luke U. Did you see the Luke U's turnover? Yes, I did. Oh, yes. He literally just falls. He falls down and hands <laughs> it to him. Unbelievable. Yes. So we'll have that at some point, And we will have Matt Lachlan, too, who was very disappointed, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. The Devils do get the point by losing in overtime. Nate bashed in the game tying goal in the third. But... They do lose in overtime to Tampa. And I mentioned the UBS Arena. We're talking about the Islanders. I was there over the weekend for the great Disney on Ice show. Very nice. And uh, I'm sure your daughter loved it. Sabrina there. It was. It was. I actually liked it better than I thought I would like it. But that right there is the height of capitalism. There is nothing more like to show you where we are. As a society, okay, and I'm not. I like capitalism. I'm just telling you, there's this is this is interesting. You walk in there, you cannot walk five feet without spending thirty dollars here, forty dollars here, fifty dollars there. They have crafted this thing to get your children to want every single possible thing as you walk down the aisle. And for me, it was impossible to say no. So she got everything. She got the the wand that blinks. She got the the you know what you should have twenty dollars snow cone and of a commemorative cup. You know what you should have done. You should have put her like in a uh, blindfold. And said this is a surprise. What we're doing and take her right to the seats. And take her right to the seats. <laughs> I'm telling you, next time I will do that. That's a great idea. Genius, genius. And the tickets weren't that expensive. And now I'm wondering. And now really? I figured it out. Like they the tickets were fine. Yeah, the tickets were only like sixty six, seventy dollars or something like that. But when you get in there, I mean. 
I might have spent 400 bucks on crap. How was the show? It was actually pretty good. I, I, I got excited. So, like, uh... <laughs> that sounded weird. No, I did. I got excited because the, you'd get the... Uh, Mickey, Minnie, and Donald and Goofy like hosted it, yeah. and they would come out and it, and they would like preview who it would be, and then you know Donald Duck would be like, "It's your woman who loves the sea" or whatever, and then they're like, "Who loves the sea?" And then all the kids would go, "Moana!" And then Moana would skate out, and then it would be like, "Yeah!" It was just like people That's got into cool. it. Like, Look big at entrances. you, man! Look at you! I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah, they, that was probably the, like the last thing you ever thought you would have, have ever done in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And there you go. You see it through your beautiful daughter's eyes and you get so much joy out of it. Right. And then Frozen was the big thing. I thought Frozen was going to close, but actually that uh, Encanto was the closing act. That one, which I don't I don't particularly like that one. I don't know. I like Coco. Don't like Encanto. But I thought Frozen would be the, the big one. Disney on ice. Frozen. Yeah. Go. You would that think so, been, too. Yeah. That should have been the one. Uh, but anyway, it's pretty good. Maybe Take you can start choreographing this now. <laughs> I don't know. I can't skate to save my life, so there's no way I'm doing that. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Feel good football Friday. This is about the first time, even though I've had uh, phlegm this morning. It's about the first time in two weeks where I don't feel like I sound congested, which is a which is a big thing for me. I don't like that. And there's the phlegm, <clears throat> but I'm almost maybe by Monday all of it will be out of me. Maybe maybe by Monday I'll sound exactly the way I'm supposed to sound. But winter gets everybody around these parts. It lingers. <coughs> it's a linger. It's a linger. Yes, and uh, it has been lingering for me because prior to my COVID diagnosis last week, yes, I was sick leading up to that. You know, I had the cold and everything else, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that was all about. And then all of a sudden, it turned into COVID. Turned into COVID, morphed into COVID. Yeah, so it was lingering, and then now I feel uh, here I am a week later, and I feel I feel good, I feel fine, perfect. And we'll uh, we'll see you on the NFL today this week. You won't be yes. missing that, right? Uh, so, by the way, did you see this big party that they threw for Pete Carroll? That kind of seemed like a retirement type of party, which I don't know confused me as to what's going to happen with him. Is he going to go into the organization in a diff- or stay in the organization in a different role? Is he going to coach somewhere else? I assume that he would coach somewhere else because he's 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 a young early 70s. He said how much energy he had. And I, I would just be shocked if you didn't hear from him again. I, I would just think he'd jump right back into it. And by the way, you know who was there? Who was there? Russell Wilson. Uh-oh. Russell Wilson was there. Showed up for his good old friend, Pete Carroll. They're I not like it. friends. They hated him. Well, if he's Pete there Carroll for that. Pete Carroll hated him. I he mean, s- even said as much last year when he was like, this game meant a lot. Remember they beat the Broncos or uh, yeah. the first week of the season last year? So like, this game meant a lot well, for the Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to bury the hatchet. They had a lot of success together. Went to a couple Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, come on. Now, if he's going to be an advisor for the... Seahawks, does that mean that the Seahawks are trying to keep him in the fold because they don't want him to go come coach somewhere I, else? I think they're just trying to soft landing with him and want him to stay involved, keep him on the payroll, um, allow him to have some decision-making, kind of helping John Schneider, their GM, I would think. Yeah. But the problem with that is, and maybe, like I said, we all think it's going to be Dan Quinn. It's going to be take that job. 
uh, which would be good because, you know, he's not going to be in any way, shape, or form intimidated that Pete Carroll's in the building if, in fact, that happens. That That's the only guy that I think that could actually make that work. Yeah, it makes sense because, obviously, he worked for him. R- right. The other interesting thing, too, is, like, if you're Gerard Mayo or you're Mike Vrabel and maybe you're the next coach of the New England Patriots or maybe they go in a completely different direction, whoever comes in has got the clean house. Because you can't have Belichick disciples in there. That's usually, that's usually what happens when somebody uh, in the, I'd say a general manager gets fired. He comes in, he's got to clean everybody out. Maybe with the exception of a few favorites that the owner may have. But you got to get people out of there that are tied to the previous regime. If you really want to change things. Yeah, and we've seen two guys who got a nice send-off from teammates, owners, everything else, in Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll within the same week. That does not happen in the NFL. Not normally. Does not happen. It's usually an unceremoniously uh, they are fired and let go, and it, and it feels pretty cold. But that had not been the case with these two guys. No. And nor and- should it be because they had success. Absolutely, and Bill Cower pops into my mind, of course, because he's always top of mind with us, is a guy who did leave like this in a great way, and everybody sent him off into retirement and, and everything else, but I'm, I can't, like, who was another one? I mean, Andy Reid, when he leaves Kansas City, will be one, but he's still coaching there, but remember when he left Philadelphia, he- it was bad. Yeah, I mean, normally when anybody leaves Philadelphia, it's bad. Yeah. Just emotions get involved and everybody gets pissed off. And, and Andy was much younger then. Yeah. These guys are older. These guys have been around. These guys held on to jobs for so much longer than most coaches hold on to jobs. Yeah, think about this one. Tom Coughlin, two Super Bowl championships, ended horrendously here because he wanted a coach. John Mara didn't want him there any longer. And then he had this goodbye press conference. He blew right by Mara. Yeah, there was that 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 stare and that non-handshake. Yeah, it was thing. ugly. That's, so that one, that's another one that's well, ugly. That, I mean, that's normally what happens in I this know, business. But, but I, I know that that's why my point is what we're seeing here is so rare. And he had two of them in the same week. And I, I had a tough time thinking about another one that has happened since whenever Tomlin took over at the end of the 2006 season with Bill Cowher. I mean, it could be an obvious one that I'm missing, but it's been a long time that you have had guys like this, coaches, who have had, like, going-away parties. I mean, it never happened. It very rarely happens. That's yeah. why, you know, listen, at, uh, in Seattle and in uh, New England, it got stale. Yeah, clearly, and... I, I hope Pete Carroll coaches again because I, I know that he wants to. You know that Bill Belichick wants to as well. But if and if I were someone like the Chargers, if you're thinking about Belichick, you'd be crazy not to be thinking about Carroll too. I mean, you've got to be considering both of those guys. I, I mean, if you're considering Vrabel and you're considering Belichick, you've got to be considering Pete Carroll as well. So I, I don't know if they're – and Pete Carroll – you know, this is what happens. Though. You can't, like, take a year off. Like, you know, Doug Peterson took a year off. That's a little bit different. He was younger. Younger, younger right. and he was just essentially coming off of a Super Bowl win and everything else. And, you know, you go through these hiring cycles. Some hires are right. Some hires are wrong. Uh, owners are impatient these days. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see. So, if I, if 
the way I'm looking at these playoffs, I see three teams that could be in the same situation as these other eight teams are right now. Meaning they're going to fire their head coach. They could. The Eagles, the Cowboys, and I'm I'm probably missing an obvious one. Yes, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but there there there's always conversation that Andy Reid would walk away. No, that would be a retirement. But you, they'd still be in the same situation that they need a coach, right? I, I was thinking more of the Bucks. Really? Yeah. Todd Bowles took this army of misfits to the division title again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and, after and, Tom and, Brady retired, like right? I, I mean, I would kind of. They've been keeping us now for four straight years. I mean, as much as Todd Bowles was, was a failure here, like I don't, that'd be a tough one to fire after this season. Yeah, you never know what goes on internally. Again, just remember that. Todd Bowles stirring it up there, pissing everybody off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, there's... Get the hell out of my office and shut the door. <laughs> I will give him credit, though. I mean, I, you know, I I didn't... There's no way any of us thought that the Bucks would have made the playoffs. Yeah. That's why I'd be surprised if that were a, were a situation. Go Bucks. There'd be a better chance than maybe Andy Reid. You heard a couple rumblings there that Andy's maybe getting to the end as well. Really? He's got Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback and he's getting to the end? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't he's think like, but he's Zach old Wilson, and big. Zach and Wilson as quarterback, yeah, I, I could see it. Or like Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Friday night! Feel the football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We're coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio Super Wild Card Weekend. Of course, all the coaches that are moving around and something we have touched on the last couple of days. It just seems crazy. But once again, we are not living through it every single day in that city as if the Philadelphia Eagles really complete this meltdown and lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night that Nick Sirianni would be fired, which anybody who's looking at it from the outside looking in would say, man, that is nuts. You went to a Super Bowl last year. You almost won the game. You gave this quarterback a gazillion dollars, and he was an MVP candidate coming into the game. Would have won the Super Bowl MVP if they had won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Of course, did not. Started off the season 11-1, and go through this stretch, which has been an ugly stretch, losing to the Cardinals and the Giants, and then potentially losing to the Buccaneers, and then firing them right after that. I mean, was it that much smoke and mirrors? Was he that much of an idiot that was getting propped up by the coordinators that were there? Does he really not know what he's doing? I mean, I find it hard to believe that a guy who had that much success in that short window is completely clueless to the point that after this meltdown, they send him packing. You know, what's amazing is that that team won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. Yeah. Then Frank Wright got the job in Indianapolis. When he got the job in Indianapolis, I think Sirianni was there. Eberflus was there. And they all had, I I think Steichen was there. I think all these guys were there. I I don't know where Jonathan Gannon was in all this. And then, of course, Eberflus gets a Chicago job. And then Sirianni leaves Frank and gets the Philly job. And then then, uh, Steichen and Gannon leave Sirianni and they get their respective jobs in Indianapolis and Arizona. And then, and then Peterson's down in Jacksonville. I was just, you know how it's amazing how it's all tied in together. And Iberflus was on the cusp of losing his job up in Chicago, but I think they kept him because uh, I think the 
the general manager wants to insulate himself, meaning he would not want to bring in Bill Belichick. There's no way. And Ryan Poles, by the way, that GM, has the uh, the Bears set up now for a good 10 years. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that they will take Caleb Williams, that they will trade Justin Fields, and he's got a lot of draft capital. He's got a lot of young people. He'll be resetting the quarterback contract, which is very important in this uh, day and age in the NFL. And they should be a very good team if things go the way that they they are trending uh, for the Chicago Bears. So they decided to keep Iberflus, who now needs to find a whole new offensive staff. And to me, finding a new offensive staff tells me that Justin Fields is done there. Yes, and I think that everybody expected that. So do you think that if the Philadelphia Eagles lose, that Nick Sirianni would be out? Do I think that? Yes. I, I can only read the tea leaves. And reading the tea leaves... Like I do a lot of times in these situations, if if they get blown out or something really goes haywire, I, I could definitely see Jeffrey Loria and Howie Roseman pulling the plug. One hundred percent. Man. I mean, that would be probably the biggest fall we have ever seen. I mean, even more so than Ben McAdoo when he took that team to the playoffs and then the next season the team quit on him and he was out. I mean, that was the biggest fall from Grace I've ever seen and then joe judge was similar but they were still like six and ten that previous year the year before he got fired well, how but, about coaches that last one year but i'm talking about fall like from you were up here oh, as yeah. an you, nfc you're champion you're at the super bowl like and you're basically a fumble away from winning yeah yes to gone the next year well and both of your coordinators gone too by the way yeah well i told you that was going to be a big thing for them because their defensive numbers are half of what they were last year. Now, Jalen Hurts has not been great either. And I do see frustration on the offensive side of the football with a team that supposedly has a great offensive line, a good solid running game, a quarterback who's multidimensional, and wide receivers who are game breakers. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, and I, I don't know, and maybe you've heard, but a big part of this is we knew – you know, with Ben McAdoo, the locker room had quit on him. I believe that, uh, remember Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, he like walked off the field and quit in the middle of a practice and like their secondary was standing by him and hated the coach and the team was just a mess. You knew that the locker room hated Ben McAdoo and he lost the team. I don't know that about Sirianni. I don't know how the players feel about him. I don't know if they're blaming themselves for this horrible play or they're pointing fingers at that. I, I will say, you know, usually the fan base, you know, Every fan base has the finger on the pulse of their respective teams. Just like I would with the Rangers or you with, with the Knicks or the Vikings or us with the Mets. We, we know our teams a little bit better than we know the other teams. Just simply because that's where our interest lies. If you go on the Philadelphia fan boards and you read that stuff and you look into all that stuff, I mean, they, they are definitely pointing the finger right at Sirianni. Yeah, and sometimes fan bases are right, and sometimes they're completely wrong. We talk about, you know, listening to the fans, and sometimes you have to from a business standpoint or from a football standpoint. I don't know. And this is where those leadership councils are important in NFL locker rooms. And not that you want the players to determine the fate of the coach all the time. Uh, you don't want that. You don't want, as they say, the inmates running the asylum. Um, but I also think that you got to get – you know, Jason Kelsey is going to retire at the end of this year, apparently. Um, but I'd go right to him and be like, what's going on? Well, uh, how about Fletcher Cox? Him, too, is another one. 
Absolutely. I mean, they still have really good players in their team that just, for whatever reason, the back end also. And by the way, you see Darius Slay complained about the uh, the turf at MetLife Stadium again. Yeah, well. Another, another player. And they're doing nothing about it this offseason because they, they installed well, a new turf I, I, this I year. I do know this, that, you know, obviously the hockey teams are playing at MetLife Stadium, the stadium series game. And then right after that, they are tearing up the entire field to get ready for the World Cup. And they're putting grass in for the World Cup. Yes. Because you got to play on grass for the World Cup. The World Cup is going to be here. <sighs> what do you mean? <sighs> what does that mean? <sighs> Traffic. Traffic. Traffic in Jersey. I'm looking at my guys, though. I'm looking at Eddie Allen, Jerry, man. I'm not looking at... Uh, That's you know. so far north. Yeah, it doesn't impact them. And when we come in... On the way home, though, man, they're going to be everywhere. No. The whole world is descending upon what, New Jersey. What is the World Cup schedule? Do you have any idea? No clue. Think I have any... Uh, didn't they just play it? Just Google it. Years ago, we got two years to go. No idea. What do you mean two years to go? Got two it's years to go year, to the World it? Cup. No, no, it isn't, is it? Yeah. It's this summer? I thought it is. Why would they be working on the uh, on the uh, stadium if it wasn't for That's this summer? This, I, I didn't know it was this summer. I thought you meant they were doing it after next season. Let's see. No. World, World Cup. I got June 1st, 2024. United States, Canada. I don't know where it is, though. No, no, no. The World Cup is 2026. Is it? Yeah. Why are they starting work on the World Cup now? I have no idea. Is it the CONCACAF Cup? No. Something? Is there another cup they're playing for? Oh. Wait, the... No, it's the World Cup is here. But they might have another one here, too, that's before that. But it's in North America, the World Cup. United States, Mexico, and Canada. Okay. That's... Okay. That's where it is. So, 2026, Thursday, June 11th through Sunday, July 19th. A lot of traffic for a month. Over and that's a month. 2026. 2026. Then why are they getting the stadium ready for something after this this hockey of this year? I don't know. It's a good question. Sure, somebody could answer that. I don't know. Is there another sort? Of, I, you know, Stephen Waldron of CBS is a soccer freak. Stephen, are you there this morning, or have you left? I know a lot about soccer, but not about grass. Yeah, but if this is what I need to know, though. Is there another big soccer event taking place in either 24 or 25 at MetLife uh, Stadium? Euro Cup. Euro Cup's this summer, I believe. Oh, Euro, Euro Cup. Cup. See, there you go. And is that going to be here? Right now. Yeah. That's, uh, Why is the Euro Cup being played here? It's not here. I'm just, uh, you just said if there's a big event. That's happening this summer. No, we're talking about at MetLife Stadium. How about CONCACAF? That's what I said. CONCACAF, uh, Stephen? Stephen, are you a big CONCACAF guy? Big CONCACAF guy. You are? Okay, so what's going on? I'm checking now. Junior World Cup? I mean, I thought you were part of Galazzo. What's going on here? I don't know every schedule. Yeah, but I mean, these are the big ones that are happening in your home state. And you're a huge soccer guy. Maybe it's a field hockey uh, tournament. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that CBS likes more than soccer is field hockey, right? Yeah. Uh, 2026, we got Copa America, but that's... What the hell? 
yeah, so I don't know, man. Maybe your timeline with the turf is wrong. No, it's that? not. It's not wrong. Maybe it is. Maybe someone gave you bad information. No, it's not. It's not. So there's going to be grass at MetLife Stadium. Somebody. All right, hold on. Copa America is 2024. Oh, it's 2024. Okay, Copa all right, America. So yeah, the finals in July is in Miami. Okay, so it's all not right, here. But are they playing at MetLife Stadium? Uh, yes. Yeah, see, that's what they're doing. The Copa America? What the hell is that? It's North America, South America. Oh, okay. All right, very good. North America and South America. Okay, so there you go. So that is... Yeah, Argentina won the last one. All right, so that... All right, so what is the... Do you have the schedule for that? Uh, it's June 20th to July 14th. Right, so... And are 14 they... different venues. 14 different venues. And MetLife Stadium being one of them. Correct. And how many games are they playing at MetLife Stadium? He's not going to know that. He's not gonna, he's, it took him 15 minutes yeah, to get to it. It might not be out yet. Yeah. No, it looks yeah. like it's out. It looks like it's out because Boomer's looking at it right uh, now. I'm looking at the group stage. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. So you're telling me there's going to be grass? June at- 25th is one game at MetLife. So there's going to be grass at MetLife Stadium to start next football season? No, for the hockey, I mean, um, for the soccer season. So you're going to tell me they're going to, everybody wants grass. They're going to put grass down for the Copacabana, and then they're going to come back and put the turf back that everybody hates after the Copacabana? First of all, it's not the Copacabana. It's the Copa There's three America. games at MetLife. Oh, the, oh, the Copa America. They're, they're putting grass in for three games at MetLife. And then they're going to take it out and put the turf that everybody hates back yeah, I'm in. I'm not running. I'm not running MetLife Stadium, so I don't know the answers to this. But I'm assuming yes that that's what's going on. What about Craig Curry? Does he know about this with the uh, Negronomy? Does he know anything about this? He knows golf courses. He doesn't know like what's going on at MetLife Stadium. But isn't it Negronomics? Negronomics? Isn't it that agronomy? It's agronomy. I thought it was Negronomy. But whatever it is. He should know. So you're telling me. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. That I know that they want to get the hockey ice out of MetLife Stadium as quickly as possible because they want to get started on transforming the field for this Copa America Cup. Okay, so the Copa America Cup comes in. They're playing on grass in June. Then July rolls around, training camp. Obviously, the season starts in September. They're going to take out the grass that everybody wants. Everybody's complaining, bitching, and moaning. I'm tearing my ACL. I'm tearing my Achilles. Put grass down. This is a travesty. There's people over there at the Jets that think that they can't get free agents because of this, as you told us. And they're going to put that crappy turf back down when they already had grass there. That, to me, would be ridiculous. And then you got to do it all over again in two years when the World Cup comes here? Yes, yeah, Stephen, when is the World Cup coming here? 2026, Thursday, June 11th through okay, Sunday, uh, July 19th. Yeah, 2026. So, and how many games will they be playing at MetLife Stadium for that? Prob- enough to have grass, you know, to put grass well, down. Well, they only got three games being played there now. Okay, but still, they're going to have to put grass down regardless huh. for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got I. Yes. You don't want to brought it up, man. If they're hosting a group, then it'll be at yeah. least, what, six games? Old. Yeah. Steven, what do you mean? For for the World Cup? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You got it now? I guess so. <laughs> so, once again, 
what I don't understand is why don't they just play like in Pasadena, uh, the Coliseum, Tampa Bay? Because MetLife is so beautiful. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's a historic sports landmark. And they'll sell it out that we are so lucky to have here. You know, there's times like yesterday when I was you know, talking about this area and sometimes tough in January. And I thought, well, you know what? At least we have MetLife Stadium. At least we have that to put a smile on my face. You know, and that's the way I feel about, you know, sort of the way I feel about the Freedom Tower, uh, Empire State Building, Chrysler Building, Central Park, some of these great landmarks that we have Statue around. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. The Guggenheim. The Guggenheim, yeah. I Places know you're like that. The Guggenheim. Is true. the way I feel about MetLife. Right. And that's why it needs to be here. Because a world event like this could not take place without getting to one of the world's greatest venues. MetLife Stadium. Sergio, Little Ferry. What's going on, Sergio? Morning, guys. What's Long up? time listener, first time caller. I hear you guys talking about MetLife Stadium, and the reason why they need to put grass is they need to qualify for the World Cup, and they need to make the field bigger and take away some stadium seatings. Okay, so that we understand that, but what we want to know is, does the grass stay once it goes down for soccer? Because everybody in the NFL wants to play on grass, and what would be crazy to me is they go through all this stuff to put the grass down for the soccer players, where you house two NFL teams in there that want you to switch to grass, then you're going to take the grass out and put this crappy turf where everybody busts their legs up on it back again? That's, you know, that's the issue. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, and I understand that, but I don't know if this grass is going to stay permanently. I hope it does, but all I know is they got to take it out, make the field bigger, and then they have to qualify for the World Cup. But that's all I know. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Sergio. Very good. And there it is. Look at the beauty. There, the CBS Sports Network is yeah. doing this beautiful shot of MetLife like a giant State. air conditioner. I mean, it, um, it actually gives me the chills. You know when you see... Like the Grand Canyon, you look the vastness of it, and you're like, man, yep. it's just, it's amazing. And the the fact that MetLife is man-made, I mean, you would think that it was something that the Earth just put there because it's just so perfect. Right. And sort of like, uh, you know, Mount Everest, things like that. The Northern Lights. It's just gorgeous. Like, I could sit here all day and watch this shot, the panning of MetLife Stadium in the and parking lot. Just seeing 70,000 sort of drab gray seats just oh, inspires you it does right to jump off a bridge darius slay for first things first giants uh please get your turf fix slay said uh what's uh found at the home of the giants and the new york jets uh during the latest edition of the big play slake podcast he says this field turf has got they got to get rid of it and I told you that the Jets uh, claim to me that they have a hard time acquiring free agents because of the field. The Road to Vegas with Boomer and Geo is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it by Key Food and their family of supermarkets. And by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. That road is getting shorter and shorter by the day. As we are going to be about uh, three weeks away from leaving 
this coming Sunday to go out to Vegas, which is amazing to think about because we made the decision to go. Uh, all of us, well, Boomer basically told us all of us were going, which we were really excited about. Not like we made the decision, not like me, Alan, Jerry, and Eddie were like, you know, we're going to go to Vegas. Let's just do it. Uh, that we're going to do a full week of shows out there, like back in the summer. Uh, so we've been talking about this that long, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So very excited about that and uh, all the sponsors that are uh, helping us with this. Uh, all right, we have Jerry Recco back. He's got another update. What's going on? Man? We're brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Vegas because yesterday you had Drew Barrymore call in, which was very cool. Uh, and then you had the whole back and forth about Vegas, and perhaps you guys will appear on her show. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she'll even come over and appear on your show. We uh, shall see. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. And I was trying to, because my wife did not see this yesterday or hear this, so I was trying to explain to her that she actually did invite us yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what the hell would she want with you guys? <laughs> is that's basically nice. what she said. And I was like, wait a second. Oh, that's nice. I was like, that's not, I mean, uh, you know. And then I said, it's the Super Bowl. Right. And they're there. And she doesn't know anything about sports. And since we're in the CBS family and we're an entertaining show, she probably is like, let's throw these guys on. We'll have some fun with them. She's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's a collaboration within the family, yeah. within the business. I love a collaboration. You know, you know how like on late night TV interviews, like, uh, I don't know, sports personalities within the company, that kind of thing. Like yeah. Marv Albert used to go on David Letterman. All yeah, all the time. Russo. That's right. I forgot yeah. about those dog Letterman spots. Yes. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved them. He absolutely the, loved them. The mistake you guys made, though, yesterday about having her come over was saying 4 a.m. You could have said 6 a.m., which was, is 9 New York. You still could get her on. Well, we could still work that out. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just, we, we Seems like a very, uh, very easy person to get along yes. with. Doesn't seem like she's high maintenance and, at all. And very well known. Would you not agree? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Very well known. A-lister, right? Yeah. If not A-minus, I mean, she's a I mean, big-time celebrity. Star right. in many movies. Yes. I mean, the fact that she was in E.T., which is one of the most iconic movies of the last 50 years in this country, is amazing. Iconic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I love that you went there, because the Midday mm -hmm. Show, and I was quite surprised by this, not surprised by Sal, quite surprised that B.T. had a little trouble here. Hey, did you hear Drew great. Barrymore call Boomer Jim? I actually heard that live. I'm a big Drew Barrymore fan. If I ask you the first thing you think of when I say Poltergeist. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Dave She's Letterman. Poltergeist? Yeah, she was. In Poltergeist? Sure. Hmm. I don't know. That's I a horror movie, tea. isn't it? Well, no, she was definitely oh, maybe in many tea. Yeah, no, Poltergeist. No, no, because Poltergeist. Pol 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 no, 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 I think it was Poltergeist. No, because the girl who was in Poltergeist is, is dead. Oh, well, that's oh, not true. Very so more Poltergeist. Maybe Poltergeist too. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind, he started with saying, "I'm a big Drew Barrymore yeah. fan." Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm a huge fan. You know, maybe they, maybe she should put them on. <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, Poltergeist. 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 And then so desperate to go, maybe it was Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell saw Poltergeist 2? Who, who is the woman who was in there that's I, dead? I don't know. Uh, he said, he, Pete said, the Barrymore was what, nine or eight for E.T.? Yeah, so this was, yeah, 1982. Heather O'Rourke. Doesn't she do traffic in New York? <laughs> yep, that's where she went from poltergeist to traffic. <laughs> By the way, the afternoon show also uh, played clips of Drew Barrymore. Really? Uh, because I guess uh, Tiki is friends with her, and Evan was like, what is this? No kidding. She invited the morning show, and you're friends with Drew Barrymore. Were they well, going to be out there, though? He was just on the show, wasn't he? Because I saw uh, Sean 
tweet to me that like we were sloppy seconds or something oh, because okay. he was just yeah, on. He was, yeah, he was on her show. Yeah, he was just on the show. Go Listen. kiss ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite drop. It's not even close. It's it's right up there. It's a top ten immediate. Um, and by the way, like this is what Sean. I'm, and I know he's he does this because he's an entertaining guy. Likes to the, the twist the niblets, you know. But or nipples. He uh, like Tiki is a guy who's you know he was on the Today Show. For God's sakes, he has done these things. Like he was on Jeopardy, He's on Housewives, all these. Yeah, Housewives. That's so, like him going on the Drew Barrymore show is is on brand for me to get an invite. It's a thrill. Is a huge no deal. Sloppy seconds at all. Sloppy seconds. Go kiss ass, dude. <laughs> Come on. I, I you agree, bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, the question is, are they going to the Super Bowl? No. Oh, uh, shut your pie hole. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, February 1988, Heather O'Rourke had uh, passed away. So that's For real? Yeah. So that is so, so Hoffman that's was awful. right about that. So she was really young. Poltergeist. Yeah. They said that uh, movie was uh, cursed. Well, Poltergeist was. Yep. Yeah, I want to help. You know, I get. I give. You got to give Big Tongue a lot of credit to get that one right. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't cursed for Craig T. Nelson, who became America's dad and coach. Yes, true. Very good. Show. Big Tongue. He is Big Tongue. So we have big head and big tongue. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, funny. He's like a catfish in his mouth. <laughs> So did they say anything else? Like, so Sal was was Sal excited about Drew Barrymore calling in or not? He's a big Adam Sandler guy, and I know he probably loves Fifty First Dates, and I think he did another movie with her. So maybe he was actually excited about it. I don't know the answer okay. to that. That's right. the clip that was sent to me by okay. somebody. Poltergeist. 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 Yes. Uh, the Yankees did sign Marcus Stroman, or they agreed to sign him to a two-year deal, $37 million. There is a vesting player option for a third season. Uh, the Yankees also avoided arbitration with Juan Soto, who gets $31 million. The Mets avoid arbitration with Pete Alonso, who gets $20.5 million. Hey, Jerry, million. breaking news. I am sorry. Okay. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. Gerard Mayo, officially, the sources tell ESPN, Adam Schefter tweeted out that Gerard Mayo will be the next head coach okay. of the New England Patriots. Will be formally introduced at a press conference next week. Okay, so they've so. made their decision already. I mean, that yep. was kind of the reports this morning was that yep. everything was in place. So. so it is It is now official. Okay, well, he's going to take over for Bill Belichick, who just thanked everybody yesterday as he walked out the door. To the coaches, the support staff, um, the amazing staff here that, that supported me in every way. Um, all the scouting and all the, the football support people from equipment, training, uh, security, video, operations, um, uh, and so forth, right down the line, dining room. I mean, it's all it's all first class. I thought that was great. I mean, yeah. he had no notes in front of him. Just everybody came to mind, which was pretty cool. And he did not thank the two guys that deflated the footballs on the equipment staff. We have no idea where they are right now. Those two guys that are in witness protection somewhere. They are like in uh, Aruba, living in a in a hut together. It could be in Ecuador. <laughs> no, you don't want to be in Ecuador right now. You know about what's going on in Ecuador? What's going on in Ecuador? So I found this out. This is Eddie. Do you know? I've seen it because I have Telemundo up here, so I've seen what the hell's going, going on. Time. So there's two guys that I have become very friendly with in the garage that are Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. 
David early in the morning and then Esteban. The guys you the got car. the tickets for, right? For the baseball he, I game? Got diff- the or guy I got the, the tickets for, was, he's El Salvadorian. But the these two guys, Esteban and David, they are Ecuadorian. So I got the whole rundown there. And there was a group of narcos mafia Uh-oh. that came into a popular TV show with guns and everything. Oh, I saw that. And I thought that was a skit. That was real? That was real. And we're holding guns up to the heads of the hosts. On live TV. On live TV. I thought that was a movie. Like- and it's all because one very powerful mafia narcos member, you know, got escaped out of prison. And now there's all these factions that is like two, three, four big mafia narcos groups that are fighting with one another. And this guy got out, and the country is just basically overrun by this. And the person who is in power now basically has to decide, do I want to turn my entire country into a war zone by taking extreme measures and basically going to war with these guys? Now, something similar happened in El Salvador, and the president there was able to clean it up. But there's also, like, the jails that are in Ecuador, apparently, are just run by the prisoners like they're just in there running it and they like kind of like safe zone for them and mm. then they send people out and it's just a mess and there's so much corruption there with from the from different factions the officials and the government that it, it is it's bad i mean it is really bad and that clip you see the host of the show like on his knees basically begging for them not to shoot him and, and they and did not all right so shoot and those, those guys, guys got arrested so that that's a happy those end. Those guys that. got arrested and where are they going? To one of these mafia jails that doesn't matter. So, All right, and Jesus. the reason that they went in there was because they wanted to show intimidate the government into saying don't mess with us cuz this is we're we're in charge here and we're going to show you on TV how serious we are. And that was just one of the factions. Right, one of them. And there's, All right, there's well, multiple. Let's, let's hope these guys aren't in Ecuador. Jesus. Because I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, And it, And stuff like this it is amazing. You know, it gets zero coverage around here. Uh, it, but these guys, like, that are, they're, they're totally tied. they got friends, they got family, they're into this, they're watching this every day. Um, it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So I hope... Horrifying. And it's going to be, it's going to get ugly because... You can't, like, when things get that bad and all these factions are armed and all the, the, the craziness and the drug trade and the weapons, you can't just be like, hey, guys, stop. You know? You can't be like, chill out. Nope. Especially when they've got control of the jails. So, essentially, it's it's like eye for an eye of violence or what? Well, the real question is, is can the government get the army to back the government to shut this down and will the army have what it takes to go and fight these guys that's yeah. basically what it comes down to and basically because the, the the latest president of el salvador was able to clean this up all those gangs and all these different narcos factions went to ecuador after it was cleaned up and said okay we'll set up shop here now mm. yeah it's a crazy story Anyway, yeah. there you go. All right, back to nonsense. <laughs> and that would be the Knicks in Dallas last night. Irving floats it in the corner. Jones on the bounce. Goes inside and throws it down. What a slam from Jones with Hartstein in pursuit. Now is Mike Breen on MSG. Uh, two points there and, and uh, on the way to a 128-124 win for Dallas over New York, snapping the Knicks' five-game winning streak. Kyrie Irving wound up with 44 points on 15 of 26 shooting. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 32. Josh Green had a dagger three late.
eight. He finished with 18. Um, here is Julius Randle. Not a great night. Just got to keep going. Quicker we let go of this one, quicker we can focus on the next one. And uh, self-correct, you know, what we did today. Evaluate it, but we got to move on. Got to move on from it. That's it. Here was Kyrie Irving on facing the Knicks and performing so well. When I was in Brooklyn, it was definitely uh, high intensity. You know, they were right down the street. So uh, you see all the Twitter uh, ats and, and you see all the... Uh, you know, kind of fans getting into it. And I think that's what makes New York City basketball great. Uh, but here in Dallas, um, you know, it was a homecoming for a few guys on, on New York Knicks. And we just wanted to play well against and them. And that's tonight. Randall from Dallas who had 32 and Brunson had 30 in the loss. Um, so the Knicks now 22 and 16 on the season. Dallas up to 23 and 16 on the season. The Nets, meantime, 16 and 22. They have stunk it up for a couple of weeks now. They lost to the Cavaliers in Paris, 111-102, 45 for Donovan Mitchell, the NBA did find Raptors head coach Darko Radakovich $25,000 for his comments after the Laker game a couple of nights ago where he clearly went after the officiating was very upset by the calls that were made against his team and the disparity uh, disparity in the uh, free throw shooting discrepancy in the free throw shooting. Blues Rangers last night and Sam Rosen tells the story as things were winding down. It'll be their third loss in a row, their longest winning longest losing streak of the season. They've won only one game now in their last five. And that was Sam on MSG. 5-2 was the final. They gave up three goals to Jordan Cairo. Uh, we talked about... <laughs> we talked about Mika's... <laughs> Mika Zibanejad being out sick. Adam Fox says, yes, that uh, definitely hurt. The guy does a lot for us. Uh, you know, but I think we kind of had all year that next man up mentality. I think we've had injuries throughout yeah, like, the year, sicknesses and stuff like that. So Right, so you got a next man up mentality. Didn't work last night. Now the hope is that this doesn't run through the team because we've seen this in a lot of uh, in different sports where one guy gets sick and a whole bunch of guys get sick. Uh, the Islanders clipped the Maple Leafs in overtime 4-3. Matthew Barzell, the game winner there, said had to have it. Yeah, we needed a big game. And uh, I thought a lot of guys played well tonight, you know. Um, I thought Nelly... You know, maybe not on the score sheet tonight, but I thought he, you know, he led the way in a lot of areas, and I thought Bo and Leesy played great. I thought everyone, top to bottom, was played awesome tonight. And Bo is Bo Horvat, who tied the game in the second period with a power play goal. And then last hour, I played for you Dave Mishkin. With the mm. Lightning beating the Devils, he was clearly fired up, and when your team wins in overtime, you're fired up. When your team loses in overtime... Back to Kucherov, puts it on the backhand, carries it in front, under some pressure from McLeod, now finds Radish with a shot, he scores! Aaron Reddish with the overtime game winner. <laughs> he still does it in defeat. Game winner. <laughs> yes. Uh, he wins it in OT. 4-3 the final there. It was Nate Bastion that tied the goal, uh, tied the game with a goal in the third. So the Devils get the point, but the Lightning get the win. Hey, Jerry, before you go, Mike in Long Beach has something for you. Mike, good morning. Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, nothing. I just want to thank Jerry Recco for inspiring me to put in a 13-leg parlay. Wow. A $20 13-leg parlay last, uh, the last week of the season, uh, week 18. I, um, I heard Jerry talking on the radio about uh, this guy hitting this monster parlay, and hmm. they were talking, would you cash out before the last game? What would happen? I actually hit 12 out of the 13 legs of the parlay, and then I had to make a decision. Uh, against the Bills Miami game, I had the Bills minus three and a half. I uh, ended up cashing out, and I ended up cashing out for thirty nine thousand dollars. Wow! And uh, 
I could have won ninety three thousand. Oh! Right. You know what? Don't worry about that. You walked away with forty grand. You're good. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank Jerry. Yay! My pleasure. My God. Ten percent, wow. maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this, Mike. I don't know, man. I, I, I know. I know the pessimist in in us could say you blew yes. fifty grand, but you know what? Can't do that. He won forty thousand dollars. Whatever. I mean, out of all the things, I don't know what he was betting on, but out of all the things that he bet on, I mean, I we had. I think we all had the Bills beat Miami. I, I last think week. so. But you know what, though, he would have been sweating his nuts off in that game. But that was the whole clone. point of this. That was sweat a, your nuts off and went hundred. Uh, come on, this is, Jerry. But you, right, this is the whole point. You didn't have any yeah. of that money to well, begin now, with, and now he's got forty thousand dollars. Right, but you could have had. Him. You could have had ninety nine. Right, well, and and if they would have lost, he would have walked away with nothing. Ninety six. He got forty grand. I That's know. Awesome. I know. He also lost thirty. What? He, he also won. lost what another thirty. Fifty. 50. 50. No, he didn't another lose 50. it. He never had it. He, he won never had the forty thousand when he made the bet. out. He could have had, had hundred grand, Jerry. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I'm it surprised at all. by you. I don't like it at all. By me? Yeah. I, You're the usually reason, glass half full. No, the only reason I'm saying that is because he decided to cash out before the Buffalo Miami game. I understand. That's the only reason I feel that way. I because totally that, understand. I felt. I think all three of us felt really confident. I took the Dolphins, I believe, in Miami. <clears> I think it, so. But it's like okay. one of these things too. Like you get down to the end of a job knockout you. pool, and people cash out and people split up. it. And I, I hate you that. did that in your last year. I, I did. I couldn't. I had no choice because it ended, and there, there was there multiple be a people. Rule where you cannot split it, right? Unless unless it ends up at a tie. I never agreed to split. It just went to the end, and all of us were still in. I mean, I, I hate that. I, I hate that. Like, uh, just go for it, man. You go whatever it was that he spent fifty bucks on that parlay to win 30, that. And that cashing out there, bucks. that cashing out there, I don't mind. That. I think I don't really mind that. Let it go. But it's, it's just to me, it's what he. See, here's the problem he with what you stick with. The problem that with the take is. Is that he had the four? He didn't have the ninety thousand dollars. He still needed something to happen. He didn't lose anything. Had he gone forward and they lost that game, he lost forty thousand dollars. That was his. That's a lot of money to maybe not you guys. It's a lot of money no, to no, a lot no, of no, people. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, it's definitely a lot of money, guys. Well, it's, do you have it in your pocket? Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't have it in my pocket. It's like lint. I have yeah, lint. You have forty no, grand. No, no. That is that is ridiculous. Jerry. You That's know what I'm saying. That is so pocket. Is you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and you shut por- your pile, <laughs> Mister Wealth Management. <laughs> All right, we do have to take a breakdown. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Next time, let it ride. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel-good football Friday. It's amazing what shows up in the algorithms of our social media. And Al was telling me that in, in his, there was just some guy at construction sites that was looking around with a construction helmet on and then seeing people, he edited into like people falling off of beams and all sorts of stuff. And I think that... Eddie came up with a great point that the reason that was going on is because Al is doing reads for a, a lawyer who takes care of guys who got hurt on the jobs. That's probably how it ended up in there. Uh, and, and mine right now, as I was uh, just scrolling, there's a, a video. Apparently, there's a new breed of cow that is out there for people to have as pets. It's a miniature cow, and they're fluffy, and they're small, and... People are buying them as the new trendy pet in 2024. Wow, do they uh, ruin the environment? It doesn't look like it. No, doesn't look like it. And you're you're uh, 
Yeah, you are you're referring to uh, the cow farts that apparently yes. go up into the air yeah. and blow the ozone layer apart. Some crap, yeah. So I was thinking, like, we we screwed up with Spike. Why? We got him a $1,000 t-shirt. We should have got him a cow pet. The mini cow was oh, the thing God. to How give him. How much they cost? I don't have the price here, but I will look that up. You know, there's two other pets that we could get him. And I think we should really think about it. We could either get him the goat, you know, the little miniature goats. Those yeah. are great pets. Or pig. Yeah, like a pot belly pig? Pot belly pig for a, 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 a pet. All right, let's see. Uh, hmm. There's a mm, hammerhead farm that's got uh, miniature miniature cattle up there. Miniature hammerhead cows. farm. Where is it? Uh, upstate somewhere. Let's see exactly. Contact. They are, hmm, I don't know exactly where they are, but it's somewhere upstate New York. And they've got, they've got these guys for sale, like Petunia. How much? Uh, it doesn't, they don't have, it's one of those contact us things. Doesn't Lee Einsiedler have one of these things? I don't think he's got a mini cow, no. He's got to have something. He's got animals running all over the place. Uh, here, see, this is what it is. Here's Iris. And Miss Iris is quite vocal. She tells you how it is. And uh, potentially available. Please contact us. At, you know, it's one of those things. Like Potentially when you available without a price? Yeah, I mean, it's like when you see, if you ever were looking at, like, like the, the New York boat show is coming up, which is awesome at the Javits Center. So you get to see these boats in person. You talk to somebody, you get the price. But if you're looking at some of those boats online, yeah, and they say, contact us. Yeah, for price that means that it's astronomical. You just put the price there. If you want to go, you, you want to go. It's it's astronomical. So, so I mean, let's just say uh, Hammerhead Farm is a boutique breeder of miniature Scottish Highland cattle. <laughs> they are located in Westchester. All right, now so we're very close. Now we're talking, and we can get we maybe get Spike a little Hammerhead uh, little cow. Yeah, and there's another one here. There's a mini Highland cows and calves for sale. These, this is a thing, man. Uh, oh, I see a price on this one. Oof. Minimoo.com. Amelia, a mini High Park heifer. Right. Small, unique, and lovely. Yeah. What do you think? Where would you put? Like, all these things are sold. All these uh, yeah. animals are sold. And the, yeah, there's another one. There's a couple that are available. But how, what, what would you think? One of these mini cows. I've got I've got prices on on a bunch of them. Now. I'm gonna say like ten grand. All right. So at the smallest one that they have here, who's Watson? Watson is five thousand dollars. Okay. Amelia is fifteen thousand dollars. How about Iris? Honey is fifteen thousand dollars. You can get. You can get Susie the donkey for for thirty seven hundred if you'd like. I feel bad for the donkeys. They get can, such a bad rap. Can you milk these mini cows? Ah, uh, that's another good question. Let's see, Ferdinand six grand. Um, so here, uh, uh, Amelia, fantastic breeding prospect. She is expected to be thirty eight to thirty nine inches fully grown. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about milking them. I mean, like, what kind of pets are they? Are they I pets? have teats. Can you milk me? I mean, are these kind of uh, like? Do they hang out with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at the pic. Look at the. I'll show you. <clears throat> Hold on. 
they 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 look here you go wonderful with humans creating a bond that echoes hey look at this yeah look at that so let's start pooling money now Izzo and dove for next year and we'll get spike a miniature cow. I think they will go for well. I'm sure his wife would love it. Yeah, um, oh, of course. I'm reading on the website now, you can milk a mini cow the same way you would a regular size cow. And But you have to milk it. You can't yes. just not milk it. You have to milk it every day. Twice a day. Twice a day. That's what I tell Gina. You tell Gina what? Can't just leave it there when we talk about cows. Oh, you and Gina have been conversating, uh, having a conversation about having a cow in Sayville? Yeah, and I say you just can't leave the milk there. It's got to come out. Because so, then it just, they get really angry. I, I could see you actually milking the cow every morning before you come to work. Well, I don't want one. We get one for Spike next year. All right. We'll get him that. And if do you got know, a motion, Do we know if uh, Spike's wife is vegan or anything? Yes, do we she, know is. That? Yep. she is. Oh, they yep. would love this. They would absolutely love it. You know why? Because they would feel like they were they were doing something right, saving its life. Yeah, so, well, I don't think somebody's going to buy these cows. These cows are not going, these mini cows are not turning into cheeseburgers. These cows are pets. These are trendy pets. I mean, they are kind of cute. They are very cute. Um, but if he got emotional over a $1,000 Motley Crue t-shirt or whatever it was. Was it Motley Crue? No, it was... Uh, it was a Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden t-shirt. He, I mean, he's going to downright break into tears when we oh, hand I mean, him over Petunia, the mini cow. I said, the cow has got, it's got antlers or whatever. Well, not all of them. Horns. That one does. That one does. <laughs> antlers. That one does. These other ones don't. Like the ones that say. Yeah, they got the horns. <laughs> the, the site that I'm on, no horns. These guys got horns. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we give, I don't think we give them I a mean, horn. I mean, is one. this thing climbing in bed with you and sleeping with you? <laughs> Yeah. Like your dog? Yeah. Oh, I think come so. Come on. There's no way. I think so. Man, I got to imagine. They got to poop like crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. What sort of giant dogs? I got Great Dane poops like crazy. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Let me tell you. You my little poop thing. So I'll give a hoop what you do. Say, girl, I know. You a little too tight. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. Tell him I'm telling him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh. I know. Tell him I'm telling him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh. Feel good football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Coming to you live, the Build Ford Tough Studio Super Wild Card Weekend. We already have one of the replacements named all the head coaches that have been moving on and fired and forced into retirement, whatever the hell you want to say, as Gerard Mayo is taking over for the New England Patriots. And you had Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and now Gerard Mayo in that order. And I'm seeing some of the reporting. Apparently, it was written into his contract, Gerard Mayo, that he would be the successor to Bill Belichick. Yeah, they, didn't, so. they didn't want him to leave. That was the thing. Yeah. And, you know, Gerard was drafted by the New England Patriots, I think, back in, what, 2008 or somewhere around there. He's the second head coach in the NFL to have been a Patriots draft choice in 2008. You want a little stat pack trivia question? There you go. I got him, too. I got him, too. You know who the other one is? 2008 New England Patriots draft. Gerard Mayo and you're probably not going to get it. It's not obvious. It's not obvious. No, it is not. I didn't even know this guy was on the Patriots, drafted by the Patriots. No clue. Really? I should know. That's a hint. That's a hint. And I should know. Hmm. 
list. Mm, Kevin O'Connell. There you go. Kevin O'Connell. That is, those are the two. Um, so, yeah, good for Gerard Mayo. Yeah, he was a first-round pick, by the way, mm-hmm. out of Tennessee. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and I guess that's why everybody knew that it was going to be him. Because they must have known about the contract. Yeah. So it was obviously heavily speculated. And uh, now here he is. And it's just hard to imagine that Patriots sideline without Bill Belichick there. But everybody's got to get used to it. And Bill Belichick most likely is going to be on another sideline somewhere uh, sooner than later. As we mentioned earlier, Adam Schefter hinting around that there is a team out there that has not fired their head coach yet. That is a mystery team in the Belichick Belichick sweepstakes if there is going to be one and you could only speculate to potentially the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys depending on what happens here in this super wild card weekend so that's going to be a huge huge story that will have to have a resolution sometime soon because as you we've talked about many times during this time of the year with the Jets and Giants and all the crazy head coaching searches that we have gone through here and many of them that these teams want to get these guys in place to get the assistant coaches on their staff, and it is a run. It is a race. It is a Kentucky Derby. It's a race to get the quality coaches. Now, what will be interesting up in New England is will they allow Gerard Mayo to select his own staff? Will he keep the guys that are already there? And will there be a new GM, or is he going to do it like Belichick did? Yeah. Did they get that written into his contract? Yeah, I don't think so. All right, so who's the GM? I I don't know. There may be somebody that we don't know about that's already in the organization uh, that is running that part of the organization for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Steve Belichick is so. (laughs) He'll stay there. But that's interesting. Like, you know, would he keep the Belichick kids? Well, I think I don't don't see how you can. The Belichick kids will go to wherever Bill Belichick goes. Yeah, I think you have to, I mean, again, it's dynamics in the building and it's relationships. So there are Bill Belichick people, I'm sure, that are there that are sitting wondering whether or not they're able to go get other jobs or will Bill Belichick want to bring them with him? Uh, do they want to stay and will they remain loyal to Gerard Mayo, if they if they're not loyal to Gerard Mayo three weeks into the season, you know, Bill would have done it this way. We're doing it this way. Why are we doing that? I mean, you can't have that. No, absolutely not. It's like you gotta have a clean slate, man. That's why I always tell you, like if a GM goes in, he's gotta he's gotta clean up everything that's there that is under his purvey. Of course it's the roster, but more importantly, it's the scouts, it's the way that the team does things. And one of the reasons why you hire a guy to do a job is to do exactly what he was doing from where he came from and try to, you're assuming it's successful. That's why he's got the job. And you want him to do exactly where he, what he was doing, where he came from and try to, you know, mimic that success. Yeah. So uh, a job already taken and we'll see where Vrabel ends up. Obviously not with the Patriots. If Pete Carroll wants to coach again and Bill Belichick. Now, you said you were searching for that upset team because you don't expect it to be chalk on Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, and I mentioned to you I've got two emotional spots. Just personally because I've really enjoyed watching Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins and Hard Knocks and their offense was so much fun. They have fallen apart injury-wise. They're going into a miserable spot for them. But I still will be rooting hard for them to take out the Kansas City Chiefs. That's one underdog I will look at because their offense is healthy from a weapon standpoint for the first time in a long time with Waddle and Mostert getting back. And also the Rams. But I don't know how much I trust myself with the Rams because I don't want to see the Lions go 
deep into the playoffs. It would annoy me. And uh, I just that that could be another one of those situations where what I want to happen is clouding my judgment. But I do. I really like the Browns. I really like the Cowboys. And I really like the Bills, which I feel like is kind of a consensus situation going on right now with most people that are breaking down these games. Yeah, Chucky Chalkison uh, is what you are. With those three games. With okay. those three games. I, um, I told you, I, I, I like... I, what about the Bucks eagles Ugh. I, I haven't. I have not decided who I'm picking yet. That game until we get there and something hits me. I, I, first of all, that is a miserable game to stay up for on Monday night. <laughs> I want no. I've got no interest in that football game. Both those teams shouldn't even be in the playoffs with the way they've been playing. I mean, the freaking Bucks just beat the Panthers nine nothing. They couldn't even get into the end zone. I'm probably. I mean, to to me, it feels like the Eagles are dead. It feels like they are done. It feels like something's way off. Yeah, it feels like they are done. So we'll see when we get to our picks, but uh, I, I have a tough time with them going on the road and the way that they have played that all of a sudden they're going to get those paddles going and get a, a jolt with that team. It just feels like it's over for them. It really does. But so you, that I mean, your underdog situation, you really haven't you really haven't found it yet. It's certainly not going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, right? No. I don't feel that. Because that would be the ultimate underdog. I mean, without T.J. Watt and with their third quarterback, even though he's playing fine and they're playing better, a healthy Najee Harris, their running game is better, their offensive line is stabilized, like that one caller said. I just think, like, Josh Allen is a beast. He is uh, a monster on the football field. And some of those times, those monster tendencies uh, get the best of him. But for the for far majority of the time, when somebody needs a play... There's two players in the NFL that will make that play, I believe. One is Josh Allen, and the other one right now is Lamar Jackson. Those are the two players. You don't put Mahomes in there? I don't, because he doesn't, he he doesn't, like, he runs. I mean, it's just the way that Lamar and, and Josh have been playing this year. They, they, like, have, they could overcome bad games and still be the reason why their team wins. Hmm. You know, both of them will go get a first down in the fourth quarter. If it's third and 12, they'll take off running. And, I mean, not only just take off running, they'll put their shoulder down, especially Josh. Josh is just he's a different type of craziness on the field. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's somewhat Brett Favre-ish, but it also, he also is a big white, you know, he went to Wyoming. I know he's from, I think he's from California, but, I mean, he represents you know, that school, I can't explain it. That's the way he plays football. And he is responsible, what, for like 41, 42 touchdowns this year? 15 on the ground? I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And both Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen don't have Kadarius Tony. They have to worry about screwing up a game and costing them maybe a shot at a Super Bowl. True, I know. And I, Even I though just, he won one last year, he did. Kadarius yeah. Tony was on the roster, and they won. And, he, and they won the Super Bowl. He scored a touchdown. Yep. I would say that uh, those those are the two players to me that I, I hope they meet in the uh, AFC Championship game. That would be something. And just watching those two guys going back and forth, and I would think that that would be a high-scoring game with even though the defenses are good. I think the offenses in, those, uh, in, in that scenario looks like it would be like a... 28-24 game, 30-27, to 27, something like that. Okay, so you've got your revised Super Bowl prediction that you had last week. Was the Bills and the Niners? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Browns-Niners. 
Okay. Give me the Browns. Watch them get waxed this week by the Texans. Now that I said that, but I got to have something interesting in the AFC. You know, which team in the NFC right now can go and beat the 49ers in San Fran? Nobody. You don't think the Lions, even though the Lions, like the last three or four games, the Lions, Lions. have accorded themselves pretty well. No. They're not going in there and beating the 49ers. I'm not even winning this week. Going to the 49ers. The San Francisco and win? Are you the kidding Ram, me? The Rams could go ahead and beat the 49ers. Not this year, man. They're too good. You yeah, know but, it. you know, they're I division know rivals. They know each other. They don't get intimidated, that kind of thing. crap out of everybody. As long as they don't lose Debo Samuel, Brock Purdy, or Christian McCaffrey during the course of the game, they are going to roll over everybody. It's going to be ugly. They're going to go into the Super Bowl as a double-digit favorite. That's my take. That's how good they're going to play in the playoffs. All right, so there's one of the team we, I, you know, you asked me about them, but I'm going to ask you about them. Mm-hmm. Does Kansas City have a legit shot at getting there? No. I don't like them at all. Okay, they win this week. The Browns win. The Bills win. That means the Browns are going to the Ravens, and the Chiefs are now going to the Bills. Yeah, that's why. Ends there for the Chiefs. Ends right there. It'll be over. And I do think you get that, that um, you're going to get a Bills... Ravens? No, because I got the Browns going. Oh, you Bills, Bills, Ravens, AFC, Browns. So I'm going to the AFC Championship game in Buffalo. Yeah, Bills, Ugh. Browns, AFC title game. And I'll tell you what, AFC, we 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 get very few domes. Don't have a lot of warm weather cities. A lot of porta potties. A lot of porta potties. There's nothing worse than a porta potty. Remember the ones at the Travelers where all those dupes were in there? Yes. I opened like six or seven of those porta potties to get in one that didn't have a dupe sitting there, and every single one did. I finally gave up. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to go on top don't, of Don't the they dupe. flush? They don't. They just sit there. And I was like, how many of these? God. And it was like Wednesday. It wasn't even. Think about those things we filled up by the final round on Sunday. Well, people got to go. You know that. I know. But, I mean, that's a lot of duping at a golf tournament. You know? That's why you got to put it on hold. <clears throat> Not everybody's got that ability like you have. Eric in Massachusetts. What's going on, Eric? Hey, how's it going, guys? Love your show. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys about a story uh, of meeting Gerard Mayo. Um, so I, I worked for Comcast for like 15 years, and I I spent probably 15, 16 hours at a South 6 in his cable. Wow. And uh, That's a couple not a years good, later... That's not a good advertiser for Comcast. You need 16 hours to fix it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of TVs. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Um, so uh, a couple years later, fast forward, and I take my girlfriend out for dinner at Davio's at Patriot Place, and uh, Gerard Mayo's standing right there in the front door, and we walk in holding a baby. I was like, oh, Gerard, do you have another baby? And he's like, oh, no, this is Mac Wilson's baby. He's like, let me put him down. I'll come back and talk to you guys. And I was like, oh, he's just blowing me off. Well, so we go to the bar. We're grabbing a drink, and he walks back over shakes our hand and act like he knew my girlfriend for a hundred years made me feel like the biggest stud ever it was awesome <laughs> well maybe he did know her oh god i hope not <laughs> <laughs> oh my mind wasn't even going there i will have to say though that's a very cool experience for eric but if a man was in my house for 16 hours straight and i didn't recognize him a little bit after that that would be a problem i think i'd be losing it yeah that's probably one of the reasons why gerard mayo has the head coaching like gene or push puts off this feeling like he could be a leader of men and he's very organized and remembers things that kind of thing yeah maybe like i could i could pick out there's a guy from uh 
the audio interiors, right? Yeah, Neil. No, I know Neil. James. No, there's another guy, but I don't remember his name. But I remember his face. Okay. If I saw him out at a restaurant, Sean. Shawnee, yeah. Okay. Immediately, I would know. I was okay. in my house for like six hours. So not that a lot of time over there. It's not that impressive. I actually need him to come back. Got to got to swap one of those TVs out. Well, Things too old now. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Swap it out. They were telling me how much of a pain in the ass you are because you're always swapping the TVs out. Like, this guy gets new TVs every year. Uh, that's not true. That's what I heard. And I don't like people speaking about you know my TVs without my knowledge of them speaking about it. It was done in a way that was like, are you going to be like Boomer and swap these TVs out every year because VR will set it up this way? Wow. Okay. And I was like, oh, he swaps them out every year. Yeah, I, now I'm going to have to go get somebody else to swap out the TVs. But you don't swap them out that much anymore. I, I, well, it's according to whoever you're talking to from Audio Interiors. I guess I do. Like, man, pain in the ass. Oh, they were these TVs out. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably telling all the air customers they go in to swap a TV. Oh, no, we're very familiar. Boomer does this all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if they're telling him, they're probably telling everybody else. I don't know about that. I mean, we're just partners. That's why I was bringing it up. I, I wonder if I wonder if they tell um, the hell's his name. Uh, come on, Rolling Stone lead singer. What's his Mick name? Jagger? Mick Jagger. Yeah. Yes, I was just on to my time. Yeah, yeah. Because they they've done work for Mick Jagger. You think they tell Mick Jagger? Yeah, Boomer switches out his TVs all the time. Well, he told me about Mick Jagger's stuff, so I'm assuming. See, they're talented. See, they're they're see that's that's too much now. I can't handle this. <clears throat> By the way, nobody yes. does nobody does better work than they do. I'm not nobody. saying that they don't. I just want to say that. And I would, I would, I wouldn't go. have recommended them. I wouldn't go anywhere you. else. I wouldn't have recommended them for you. I, just I wouldn't realize go. That they were discussing my my TV habits with you. They would, I would not go anywhere else. They just that was they were in my house for several hours as they were doing a great job. They just they asked me, "Are you going to be swapping these TVs out?" Like like that pain in the ass boomer is swapping them out every year. I said, "No, I don't think so." You know what pisses me off is that when I do swap out the TVs. They leave the old TVs in in the basement. I'm like, why are you doing that? You're a TV company. Take the goddamn TVs. <laughs> I'm trading them in. Take them. Donate to somebody. <laughs> I'll just leave them there for you. See, now you got me in a, a spot in, in a spot really where you you, you, you touched a nerve. <laughs> you definitely touched a nerve. <laughs> just so you know that. It's Boomer and Gio on the Fan at CBS Sports Network. All right, Neil, your ass is grass. <laughs> Football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Our Super Wild Card Weekend picks coming up with Yousef in just a little bit. Jerry Recco back with an update and moment of the day. What's happening, Jerry? Well, good morning. Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, so Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of the Patriots, according to ESPN, uh, I guess you said he'll be announced next week. They will have the official introduction. So the Patriots moving on quickly. They had their guy, and uh, there's no delay here. So Bill Belichick out. He can now... What do you think, considering that there will be teams that will be pissed off after this weekend, you think next week there's movement in the Belichick situation? Whereas it's pretty it ha- quiet it, it this weekend, right? It has to be. It has to be because... 
yeah, these teams need to figure this out. Right. They got to get their staffs in order. Then you got to think about the Belichick GM side of this. Sure. You know, is a GM doesn't know he's been fired yet <laughs> that's sitting around and Belichick comes in is like I'm not working with that guy. So I would imagine that these owners are not going to mess around and he's got to be named a head well, coach. Let's let's say it's Philadelphia just for S's and giggles. Okay. Um I think he would end up working with Howie Roseman. I think Howie Roseman does a great job. I think he is Built a very good roster. They gave a lot of money to a young quarterback. And, you know, why I just want to go in and coach it. I just want to go in and win. And I'll collaborate with the GM like I would like to think that we would normally do. I could see that in that kind of situation. But if he's going to go to, like, say, the Chargers, I would think that you're, you're getting the whole kit and caboodle. But then again, do you want, does he want to rebuild all of that internally? Especially at his age. That's what I'm saying. Like, like maybe he just wants to bring his coaching staff. And that's it, and we'll work, buddy, that you have. I don't know. It's a it's a daunting task when you think about having to build a coaching staff, having to build a scouting staff, having to build you know, a GM and, and somebody that you trust. Is he taking everybody out of New England? Is Bob Kraft going to allow him to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot well, of things Gerard that you've got to obviously. There's so a lot of things force- you got to consider. Because otherwise, you would basically force them on Gerard Mayo staff then, if they're under contract. Well, it all depends on if they're under contract and whether or not I would like to think that Bob Kraft would say to Gerard Mayo, you are now the head coach. The staff is yours to choose. Right. And I, he's just an L. He's just promoted, and, and, so and, he knows and, them all. And the other part of it, you know, and I don't know if Bob Kraft is going to rebuild the scouting staff. You know, if, if Nick Casario was still there, he would be the guy. But he's down running Houston. So, and he's done a good job of getting Houston back to where, where they, you know, now they're really good. And remember, this was a Houston team that I guess Stephen A. Smith eviscerated last year when they fired Lovey Smith. You bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't look at me. I didn't play it. Anyway, he, he eviscerated it because they fired a black coach. They ended up hiring a black coach in D'Amico Ryans. They ended up drafting C.J. Stroud, and now they're in the playoffs. And this this was a team that he eviscerated last year, basically saying, who would want to work for this team? Assuming, you know, like, again, I don't want to imply anything. or I, I just, I saw the, the tape of it, and I was, I was shocked by it. Yeah, the best part about the Texans organization the last few years is when that Jack Easterby was basically running the thing, who was a pastor who had absolutely no football experience. He was a weirdo. Yeah, I don't remember oh, that. Go read about him. Yeah. That is, I don't know how he weaseled his way into the innards of that organization. But he became buddies with the friends, uh, with the owner. Yeah, and that and he was like making football decisions. He had zero football background. He's just like a Jesus freak guy. And <laughs> Blew up the whole thing. It's great. It's a great story. Jesus freak guy. Yeah, Jesus freak guy. Some way okay. to put it, isn't it? Yeah, he was. There he is. Mean, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, we all, well, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, well, the one thing we did learn, um, so Aaron Rodgers not going on with McAfee anymore. That was done until yesterday when the Belichick and Saban stuff came out. Um, the uh, the darkness retreats are a thing of the past. So I think if you're a Jet fan, maybe that's a that's a good thing. I don't know. No darkness here. This is you can tell. There's a lot of light. <laughs> nice. Good books to actually read behind me. So we're not doing that darkness thing anymore. Yeah, he's doing a woods retreat uh, with limited. What about all the drugs? Are you still doing those? The psychedelics? He's out in the woods. Go do what you want, man. No, I know, but I, I mean, there's, you know, no darkness, but maybe is some it of the drugs, or is it 
like you know psychedelics. Yeah, it's not really mushrooms. Thing. Mushrooms, ayahuasca. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Exactly. All right, so we got the playoffs opening tomorrow. Doubleheader: Texans and Browns at four thirty. Here's Kevin Stefanski keeping the routine. The routine. You understand that it's a it's a one game season, but you also have to go back to your process and go back to what got you there and go back to your preparation. So, so much of this week has felt very normal. It'll be Joe Flacco and C.J. Stroud as the quarterbacks. Here is Stroud facing the Cleveland defense and, of course, Miles Garrett. It's hard for this matchup again. Um, I think, they're uh, yeah, they're the number one defense for a reason. You know, they do a lot of special things. Starts up front. Uh, of course, Miles Garrett is one of the best players I ever played. This, I gotta game. Make, this one's a hard one for me because I've enjoyed watching CJ Stroud all year, but I want to see Joe Flacco win. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard for me. I'm, I'm all in on the Browns. You're all in. All on in on the Browns. Love CJ Stroud. Love the trajectory of that organization. They're going to be around for a number of years, but this is this is the Cleveland Browns time. And likely, it would be Browns Ravens. Yeah, it would yeah, be yes. going forward. Unlike, unlike unless the Steelers won or the Dolphins won, right? Right. Uh, here is Tua. So we know about tomorrow night, the Peacock game, the minus eight degrees might be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Here's Tua. Where is he from? Hawaii and playing in Miami. <laughs> yep. Well, here he is talking about a cold weather football game. It's just a feel of what throwing feels like, what holding the ball feels like. Um, if there's wind, if there's not wind, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, we'll, we'll test it out and we'll see what we have to do as far as adjusting. Uh, yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of adjusting. And, of course, his head coach is Mike McDaniel, and he was very reflective on Bill Belichick uh, leaving. It's a reminder to me that, you know, I'm just going to be candid, that Father Time's a dick. <laughs> so Belichick 71 going on 72. Yeah. We'll see what Mother Nature is like tomorrow night. And he wears those joggers with his ankles exposed nearly no every game. No he, he way. He can't do it this time. If he does, I'll give him credit. It'd be interesting what he looks like tomorrow night on the sidelines. Yeah, I know. Like what, he's, what he's dressed in. You, you may not be his able eyes. to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Kind of like Belichick last week. All you saw was, you know, his eyes. Yeah, that's right. They should wear ski goggles, especially if it's snowing. Sunday at 4.30, Cowboys, Packers, Mike McCarthy. I ain't with Green Bay anymore. We'd like to win the game. And then that's, but that at the end of the day, this is my team. You know, I'm a Dallas Cowboy, and this is our our opportunity. And I just want to make sure I'm doing my part, and that's pouring everything into winning this game. Make sure you win Sunday. Oh, pouring it in. <laughs> Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, <laughs> eating her curds and whey. <laughs> what a weird guy. Sunday night, you've got the Rams in Detroit. Matthew Stafford knows what he's walking into. He played there for a year, two, or ten. It's an amazing city. It's an amazing group of fans. Um, you know, the organization does a heck of a job, and, and uh, I know that they're going to be excited. I mean, it's going to be a, a great atmosphere, probably one of the best we've played in. Yeah, but this is going to be really, really difficult for the Lion fans uh, if he goes in there and wins. And I think a lot of people feel like he's actually going to so we shall see that is the sunday night game and monday night and we'll do more of this of course monday morning but you got the eagles and the bucks here's jalen hurts on the the finger issue and the injury leaving that game um and attempting to go back in that game probably wasn't physically the best idea um not having much control over the things that i want to do but um time time will tell with that and I can assure you everything's progressing in the right way. Well, we shall see. It certainly helps that they have the extra day or two here Do to get that thing. Do we see Marcus Mariota in this game at any point? Because Oof. he can't go or he's not throwing the ball right. Or Hope not. 
I'm thinking there's a chance. Uh, there's always a chance, especially when it's on his throwing hand. But oof, that would be, be able news. to do the tush push with your hand all busted well, up. But see, that's the, so Al always has this thing, you know, work the injury, so work the hand. And I would say you got to get to Al it. Al has a thing called work the injury. Yes, you know how that goes. <laughs> Work the injury. Work the injury. Oh, yeah, thing. work the leg, yeah. work the ankle. Guy's yeah. got a bum, you know, a roughed up ankle. You go work the ankle. You tackle him like kind of like when you play. Work, Pull work. it a little bit. So you want the opposing team to work the injury. I said that's if you want to win, you work oh, the injury. Oh, and you okay. do a tush push and you're in the middle of a pile and the refs can't see. Yeah. I'm working yeah, that just, finger. Just get it working. It. Yeah. Okay. Twist it all up. So I would think running and the tush push is going to be an issue for him. No? You don't run with your hands, Jerry. No, but you get tackled, yeah, and then they the can work the hand. Push, you, you, you know, just hold the ball the other but hand. But you're taking you, on hits as opposed to just get the eh. ball out quick. Get the ball out quick. If you can't do that, then don't play. All right, Marcus, Part of their offense. Uh, yeah, I understand. But sometimes you've got to adjust, as you know. Sometimes Yanks. you just got to suck it up and shoot it up, right, Al? Shoot it up. Yeah, shoot it up. Get out there. Yeah. yeah. Marcus Stroman, two years with the Yankees, $37 million vesting option for a third. Juan Soto, $31 million next year. They avoid arbitration. Pete Alonso avoids arbitration with the Mets. $20.5 million also means that uh, Evan continues with the beard. Uh, the Knicks were in Dallas last night. No good for them. Irving on the drive. Splits the defense. Josh Green is open. Three-pointers good. Oh, a huge shot. Two clutch offensive rebounds for Dallas. Yeah, that put Dallas up 124-120 where the Knicks had cut it to one. They trailed by as much as 21 in this game. Down 19 midway through the fourth. Uh, just couldn't get, it wasn't even the stop. They got the stop. They couldn't pull down two rebounds in that sequence. And then Josh Green with the big three. Uh, here was Julius Randle. Just a tough night overall. It didn't start well, and, and certainly they wound up losing in the end. Yeah, I mean, we always were making runs, and then they answered them, uh, making runs. And then we thought we had a final breakthrough in the fourth, but uh, couldn't get the rebound. Last two times we've been here, I feel like we lost games because we couldn't get, you know, rebounds. Wasn't it low? Was it was it the Knicks when Luca made that ridiculous shot against them last season? Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. So they've had a couple of games here where they could have won in Dallas. Last night, Luca didn't play with the ankle injury. Kyrie Irving at 44. He says the Knicks are improved for sure. I had an idea how they were going to guard me tonight, but seeing OG for majority of the game and them forced me into some tough uh, decisions down the stretch. Uh, it was definitely a different Knicks team than I've played against last year, so you got to give them credit. They've gotten better. Yep, although their five-game winning streak was ended, and the Nets lost in Paris to the Cavs, 111-102. to NHL, not a good night for the Rangers. They lost to the Blues 5-2. to Jordan Cairo with the hat trick. That's three straight losses for the Blue Shirts, four of their last five as well. Islanders beat the Maple Leafs, and it came in overtime. Islanders win the faceoff. Dobson to the net front for Goral. He scores! Matt Barzell with his fourth point of the night! And it's an overtime game-winning goal! 21 seconds into sudden death! Barzell is mobbed in a sea of blue uniforms! <laughs> and the place was on. <laughs> Yes, so they win 4-3 uh, as they beat the Maple Leafs. Uh, Bo Horvat tied the game in the second with a power play goal. And Darren Radish, the game winner uh, for the Lightning, who beat the Devils in overtime by the score of 4-3. Time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Interesting moment from the midday show on Thursday with BT and Sal on a topic uh, that really started on this program. Hey, did you hear Drew Barrymore call Boomer Jr.? I actually heard that live. I'm a big Drew Barrymore fan. If I ask you the first thing you think of when I say... Poltergeist. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Dave Letterman. Poltergeist? 
Yeah, she was. In Poltergeist? Sure. Hmm. Well, I don't know. That's a horror movie, isn't it? Well, no, definitely oh, maybe a mini T. Yeah, no, Wait, Polter- no, wait. no because Poltergeist. Why did you confuse Poltergeist? Pol- 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 no, no, I think it was Poltergeist. No, because the girl who's in Poltergeist is, is dead. Oh, well, that's oh, not true. Very more Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Maybe Poltergeist too. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind, he started with saying, "I'm a big Drew Barrymore yeah. fan." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, I'm a huge fan." Yeah, maybe they, maybe she should put them on. <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist. <laughs> Poltergeist. 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 And then so desperate to go, maybe it was Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell saw Poltergeist too? Who who is the woman who was in there that's I, dead? I don't know. Uh, he said he pizza the girl, but young girl Heather O'Rourke. Doesn't she do traffic in New York? <laughs> yep, that's where she went from Poltergeist to traffic. <laughs> By the way, the afternoon show also uh, played <laughs> clips of Drew Barrymore. Really? Uh, because I guess uh, Tiki is friends with her, and Evan was like, what is this? No kidding. She invited the morning show, and you're friends with Drew Barrymore. Were they well, going to be out there, though? He was just on the show, wasn't he? Because I saw uh, Sean tweet to me that like we were sloppy seconds or something. Oh, because okay. he was just yeah, on. He was, yeah, he was on her show. Yeah, he was just on the show. Go kiss ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Moment of the day. Oh, it's great. And by the way, someone uh, tweeted me here. Generoso said that Firestarter was the movie that Brandon was probably thinking of that Drew Barrymore was in. Mm. Where she's, it's, I mean, it looks, a young like, girl. Yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a poltergeist type of movie, does, right? But that's not poltergeist. But it's but it's not poltergeist. No. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Firestarter didn't have the same... Um, I don't know. It's not quite the same. Firestarter, Poltergeist? Nah, not exactly. Not really. uh, all right. You'll be back in a couple of minutes yeah. with the picks along with Yousef. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live. The Build Ford Tough Poltergeist. Friday football picks are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official sportsbook of WFAN. The regular season is over. I took the regular season belt, but we decided we'd go through the playoffs. So here we are. First place, me, 47, 35, and 3. Second place, Jerry, 36, 46, and 3. Nine games behind. Third place, Boomer, 35, 47, and 3. Ten games behind. And Yousef, after a tough week, he is his sophomore season has been a little bit disappointing. I'm sorry, Yousef. Nice, no, all right. At 14 and 26. So here we go. Super wild card weekend. We're going to pick all the games. Jerry, let's have it. All right, here we go. Browns at Texans on Saturday. You've got Houston at home getting two and a half. You know what, guys? I'm, uh, I think I'm with Gio with uh, the Browns here. Their, their defense is the number one pass defense in football, C.J. Stroud is averaging more per game through the air than any other quarterback in the NFL over the course of the NFL, not over the course of the last five or six weeks. That happens to be Joe Flacco. Uh, They went down there. They beat Houston the last time they saw. Joe Flacco played well in that game. Uh, C.J. Stroud did not play in that game as he has uh, was suffering from a concussion. I just think the Browns are um, expecting to win the game. I think Miles Garrett is going to be an absolute animal in this game. And defense travels and wins championships and a hot quarterback leads me to believe that the Browns will win the game. Beware of, beware of teams that get through adversity and are still standing at the end. And also beware of teams that have great defenses in the playoffs. The Browns are both of those things. They lost Nick Chubb in a horrible way. They are down to their fourth quarterback that they pulled off the street. I think this team is battle-tested. They're ready. They've got a hard outside 
um, shield on them. Nothing can penetrate this Browns team right now. I, I like them not only in this game, but to go to the Super Bowl. So, of course, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns against the Texans. Not much to add to that. And I want to pick the Texans because I want to start catching up on you. But I, I like the Browns, so I take Cleveland minus two and a half as well. Me too. Oh, clean sweep, wow. Yusef. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. We clean swept the Bills last week, and it ended up working out for us. So it's not always a clean sweep and lose. You the, picked the Dolphins? I thought I did. Maybe not. Whatever. Oh. I lose every week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You I, like the Browns. I, I picked the, uh, the Dolphins last week. You did? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, yeah. never mind then. <laughs> the Bills. Uh, but you like the Browns as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Speaking of those Dolphins, it is going to be frigid on Saturday night in Kansas City. The Chiefs have had a weird season. The Dolphins are up and down as well. Kansas City at home, minus four and a half. You know what? Uh, I love the Chiefs in this game. And I love the Chiefs in this game, number one, because of the weather. Number two, because their defense is awesome. And number three, because the Dolphins' defense is a complete mess. And uh, I'm not sure who they're going to be running out there. And I don't see Patrick Mahomes under a great deal of pressure in this game uh, from a pass rush standpoint. So I will take the home team here, and I will take the favorite, and I will lay the four and a half points. I'm going to regret this, but I'm, well, maybe I won't. I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. I am going to go with Mike McDaniel in this offense. The offense is healthy. The defense is not. And this is not the same Chiefs offense. You don't have, obviously, Tyreek Hills on the other team. The fact that he's going to want to come back and be great in this game is a factor. I know the weather is a disaster. But if you can, like, get through the first quarter and look okay, then you'll be fine in the in the fourth quarter. They're playing in the Antarctic. Yeah, and you're Ooh. 10 games behind me. So zip it. All right. So uh, the wow. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I will Jesus. take the Miami Dolphins. Feeling yourself in bit. this game. <laughs> you go the <laughs> zero degrees. <laughs> you had your shot there, Toots. Now it's my turn. <laughs> so give me the Dolphins. I hate the Chiefs. Uh, the offense is not the same. Travis Kelsey can be shut down. He is a shell of himself. And uh, give me the Dolphins. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the four and a half. I like I like Miami getting the points, but I also could see Kansas City for at least one night looking more like themselves. I think they'll have less of an issue scoring. I will take Kansas City. I would take Kansas City. Too. Okay, I like Miami. I know. I mean, if the weather was good, I would pick them. Yeah, but you don't like, like cold weather either, do you? Oh no, I like it. You do? Yeah. Yeah. How cold does Morocco get? Well, it's not uh, like Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, it's like here. It's like New York. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Very good. So I'm the lone wolf, yeah. which has worked out for me uh, most of the year. All right. We move to Sunday. Lots of bad weather expected in Buffalo, mostly from drifting snow and 60-mile-an-hour winds. I don't think it's the amount of snowfall that's going to come. You've got the Steelers at Orchard Park. The Bills, a big, fat 10-point favorite. Wow. You know... Again, I hate taking these favorites, man. It's just somewhere along the line, one of these favorites is going to go down. And they're going to go down hard. <laughs> uh, I uh, I love the Bills to win the game. I think because of the... Oh, man. I could just see Mason Rudolph throwing ducks all over the place. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills. I don't care. I'm laying the points. I'm picking the Bills. They're going to win. Uh, Josh Allen's a monster. Uh, the, the, the weather can't stop him. The wind can't stop him. He's the, he's the difference maker. He's the, one of the best players in the NFL. I'm sticking with him. 
Steelers barely got by the Ravens, who played all backups last week in a game that they had to win to get into the postseason and help. They lost their best player on both sides of the ball in T.J. Watt. This game might be close in the first half. It's not going to remain close. The Buffalo Bills will win by two touchdowns or more. The Steelers don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. I, the Bills. I agree. The Steelers did a nice job to get there, but I think Buffalo wins this easy. I'm going with Buffalo. Clean sweep again. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, Riding us, Yusef. Uh, uh, very That's good. Doing. I'm going for Buffalo. Oh, you yeah. like Josh Allen, right? Oh, yeah. You like they him. play good. Yep, yep. All right, very good. What else? Packers in Dallas. Now, the last two times these two teams met in the playoffs, the Packers won, especially in 2017 at AT&T Stadium on the last-minute field goal by Mason Crosby. Dallas minus seven. I'll take the Cowboys. I know you will. <laughs> God, I'm fighting. I, uh, I, think the, I think the Packers have uh, beaten up some bad teams here late in the season. <clears throat> they went to New York and lost to the Giants, for God's sake. So I do not trust this Packer team. They are the youngest team, by the way, in the NFL history to make it to the uh, playoffs in terms of average age. I'm going to take the Cowboys. They're going to be locked and loaded. They're going to be ready to rock and roll. And I'm taking another favorite. What can I tell you? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't get away from the Cowboys in this game either. There's just no way. And I think the Cowboys play so well that that's going to be the talk of Wild Card Weekend is how they are back. And can they go into San Francisco if they have to go there? And when they go there, can they beat them? I think they blow the, the doors off the Green Bay Packers and, and ride to an easy win. Yeah, I'm going with Dallas. Oh, man, we are we are <laughs> setting ourselves up here for failure. Three clean sweeps on wild card weekend means that somewhere along the line we're getting screwed. <laughs> Rams in Detroit Sunday night. The Lions minus three. All right, man. I am taking the Rams. I am taking the Rams, and I'm taking them because, you know, you talk about underrated. You talk about, uh, you know, a quarterback that has everything in the world that he wants to go out there and win on the road in front of those Detroit fans. He's got great wide receivers. It's Aaron Donald, Aiden Hutchinson. I'll take Aaron Donald every time. I am taking the Rams and that defense, and I'm going to take the Rams and that offense. I'm going to take the Rams as well. Matthew Stafford, clearly a winner. He went and won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Jared Goff lost a Super Bowl with the Rams. I think they're going to be tight. I think they're going to be nervous. This is not a spot for them. you got Sean McVay, who's won a Super Bowl. Dan Campbell, as much as everybody likes him, this is where he fades away, and the big boys come in and knock him out. Give me the Rams. I'm going to take the Lions. I think they've been a really good team. All, well, not think. They've been a really good team all season. Their fans deserve this. <laughs> I'm going to take Detroit minus three. Detroit, I'm taking Detroit. You're taking Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. And you're <laughs> going to regret that, Yusef. <laughs> the last game of the weekend is Monday night. The Eagles in Tampa. The Bucks are getting three points. I can't believe you said that. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm also going to take the Bucks. We're running out of time here. I think the Eagles are dead. <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles with the points. I'm taking Tampa. You're taking Tampa oh, Bay? Yeah. Buccaneers. Forget about Eagles. Forget about the Eagles. The Eagles wake up this weekend, boys. All right, Yusef. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. You have a great weekend as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 